What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here new, 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 new world order. with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And one, well, well, welcome <laughs> to Monday Night Roski, where we kick it in Roski over here. All right. You guys, uh, you guys can hear me well. All right, can hear me very well. All right, looks like we're going well. All right, uh, we got Monday Night Roski, the longest running episodic program here on YouTube ever since 2018, and we back. All right, we got the topics today, man. This is going to be another interesting topic. All right, interesting day. All right, I love, I, I wish this, I can make this my job, but I don't have a job. All right, it's hard to get a job. I got laid off of my job, actually. And I, my last business, it just went belly up. All right. And I got demonetized. Mm. All right. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> um, and my rent's due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Jesus. This has been an interesting last two years, and I'm getting sued. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm getting sued at the end of it. So I'm telling you, man, it is a weird year, and it's going to get weirder. But if you want to see the evolution of your boy, CGA, the notorious one, I got a great video for you, especially if you like my introductions. If you want to see the evolution of one coach, Greg Adams, check out this video I just posted on the notorious CGA channel. Um, it takes you through uh, my beginning times here on YouTube and um, takes you all the way back to my first YouTube. Um, it takes you back and it gives you the date. Then it takes you to um the 2018 and then all the way forward and you can see the evolution if you're looking for a little bit of motivation if you're down bad if you're feeling sad if you're feeling depressed and you think you can't turn that ish around go ahead and go and check out that video all right so uh what happened to my stream what happened to my stream new 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 world order what's going on <laughs> uh anyway it's going crazy it's lagging all right, stream is uh, struggle. Oh, I see. Oh, I saw what they did there. I saw what they did there. Um, I might have to dip out of the stream real quick and dip back uh, just to get that all cleared up. Let me see if I can dip in and dip back. I see what happened. They're they're so they're slowing me down. All right, but um, in, anyway, let's see if it persists and if it does, I might dip out and dip back in for a quick minute. All right, but you let me know if the stream's going a little bit laggy. All right, all right, we're all good now. All right, you know what they trying to do. They trying to do. Anyway, great show today. We got AI and uh, the money. The money's about to get funny, y'all. I just said this as I ended the stream. I'm red, all right, I just said this. I was like, look at money's going to get funny right around July, and I got a great announcement for you for a little bit of doom and gloom. CGA. We got fathers doing fatherly things. We got the when the I'm not happy, when the I'm not happy comes. I'm not happy. All right. We got that. <laughs> and then we got women behaving badly. All right. All right. We're going to talk about that. And then we'll get to the main event. The engagement ring industry is tanking. It's tanking. All right. Anybody got lags going on right here? Yeah, they hitting me with the laggy laggy. All right. So let me know what's going on. Money getting funny. And so forth and so on. Anyway, yeah, bank runs happening. Oh man, I don't know, man. Might be ready to might be ready to get my money out the account. But with that being said, 
Dollar Sign, the Notorious, CGA on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that's pinned to the top of the live channel on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And do me a favor, hit the like button on this show, and let's get to the earlier contributors. Normally, not that many on the evening show at upfront, but we'll get it. Cheap Drum Hacks is back. Good to see you back, man. Well, you always here. I already know. Thank you, brother, for being here. Michael T. We'll give you a co-sponsorship in here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Just got back in from a cruise in the new 9-11. Listen up, fellas. Everything CGA is saying is true. Stay on your purpose. Level up and stay free agent lifestyle for life. It's all for the taking. It's all for the taking. My brother, my man, he's been here for a long time applying the lessons, listening, not trying to fall in love, no hope. And I'm pretty sure he'd be at the junior college, too, if he got into 9-11. And if he hasn't, my man is getting into 9-11, and he going to have and he gonna have that seat a little bit wet. Boy, I tell you, the 9-11 is definitely – let me see if I can pull it up and show you what uh, one of my nicknames is for the 9-11. Let me see if I can pull it up on my, on my Instagram, my dark side Porsche Instagram. Apparently, <laughs> apparently – this is what the 9-11 has an ability to do. I would not advise that you, you know, take it easy. So let's go ahead and show you what the 9-11 does right here. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Not the leg spreader. Mm. Not the leg spreader. The 9-11. Yeah, it tends to do that. Yeah. Uh, you doing it. You, you do a little bit there. Yeah. See, she sees that. Uh, she leaking and soft and wet. Yep. And then all of a sudden you come back in. She sees all of that. <laughs> And then all of a sudden she sees that and she's like, oh, man, and she can't help. She can't help but give you that look at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she can't help. She can't help. She just be excited. Look, she go right there. She, oh, man, I tell you, the junior college is Liddy. I mean, total combined age is still younger than me. The the junior college in less than 24 hours. But um <laughs> I'm sure he's going to find out with the new 9-11, man. It's the leg spreader. It's an interesting thing. She give you that look like, I wish, hold on for a second. Let me give you the look. Let me see if I can pause it right when she gave you the look. Um, you'll see this look quite a lot, quite often when you get your car. Let me see. It's still warming up. But uh, the Oldsmobile Cutlass can do that too. Yeah, man. You know, especially when you bumping like Ohio players or something like that. Yeah, you could get that going on too, man. Yeah, let me see if I can catch it. Oh, shit, I keep, I can't catch it. All right, so anyway, uh, we got our brother, Enigma, WPG coach, just got back from a UK vacation. European-seeking girls are in bad shape. Uh-oh. No guidance or financial support. Where's their, oh, it's bad like that. It's bad like that. Yeah, we just had to share the story of some young ladies over there. They're, they're doing monkey double backflips for rent. <laughs> they're doing <laughs> And then I call it survival sex. It's all bad. Yeah, they out there biting. I actually had a couple of UK Kayleys biting all the way here. They was wanting to come over to Las Vegas. It's bad, man. European, Western, Western, the Western hemisphere in terms of uh, finances, about to go to the toilet. By the way, 70, it is said that 75% of women make $50,000 and under. I would be willing to bet then even 50% make probably lower than 40,000 or 30,000. All bad. Rent due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. 
D.G. Seymour says coffee for coach. Hey, man, I've been loading up on coffee, I think, with the last time you gave me one, but we got it. XL Pro Services says coach gang for life. Indeed, they, they make 50 and spend 75. Deshaun Rose says five for the show, coach. And yeah, let a brother borrow them keys. All right, it, it gets a little bit interesting. And uh, yeah, once they sit in that, they know they in the real deal. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, who is this? Mr. Who is this? Mr. Macaroni Tony XYs. Not about that trad con life. He says, if they were, then they would just convert to a true traditional conservative faith and lifestyle like the Amish and churn that butter while living off their uh, off the fat of the land, the farm, and selling pies at the farmer's market. They still want to floss in the candy paint and pop bottles with their vibrant thing, all right, that performs monkey double backflips like Heather Hunter. They do. We want to double dip. Yeah, we want a double dip. Yeah, we want it all. We want it both ways. <laughs> we got Mr. Tied to Real. He says, you really had me considering living overseas in 2024. I'm glad that you were telling men not to be angry because this truth can mess with a man. It can mess with a man. Yeah, man, it can. And I, I want you guys, people, you know, uh, I got I got accused of being a nihilist, right? Somebody said I was an idealist. I'm not even sure what that means. I'm not even an idealist. But uh, people think it's doom and gloom. But I'm giving you the realest portrayal of this. No secrets. No games. No hope. I'm giving it to you raw. Pause. I'm hoping you understand that. On the other side of this, because what you what you're, what men are assuming, what men are assuming is I'm telling you this, and then you're going to go be depressed and lonely. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, have you seen my intros? Have you seen my life? Have you seen the free agent lifestyle? Do you hear the men that come in here and they say, I was making 50,000. Now I'm making 150 in two years listening to me as part of that growth. We got a guy that 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 was here the whole time. Now he's got a 9-11. He's been listening to me. Do you see, I'm telling you, there's a winning formula without these women all up in your grill. I'm telling you, man, like you think this is going to be bad, but it's actually a better it's actually a better life considering the options, considering the options. It's too, I mean, it's too good. I mean, other than that, like the junior college is Liddy. This is like the most perfect time. Not only that, you can travel. There's peace leave when you get over there, right? I'm telling you, man, but I know what you want. I know what you want. Let me show you a picture of what you want. Okay. Hold on for a second. It's part of my story later on, so I don't want to give it away, but, um, this here is what you want. You want this right here. I know. Okay. This is what you want. This is what you want right here. All right. I don't want to give it away too much, but th th this is what you want right here. You want a girl that's yours, all yours. You want a girl in your hoe. All right. So in your whore. you want a girl that's yours, all yours. Now I'm going to show you. I know you got a sneak preview of this meme, but when I show you the entire meme later on in the show, it's going to make sense. Yeah, you want that. Here I lay all alone. You want tossing, turning, yearning for some of your tender love. I've waited all my life. 
only something. You're the, the sum of your, all the tender love you're giving to me. Tender love. You love so tender. Holding me close to you. Baby, I surrender. Candles, they light the dark. Somebody's going to cut this up. They're going to put it on their diss track. <laughs> you want that? Yeah. My love. You walk tenderoni. She's my only love. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, my hater, there's a hater that cuts up every time that I sing. He's going to cut it up. He's going to cut it up. You want that tender love. I know you want it. You want that darling Nikki. Baby, baby, baby. What? Yeah, you want that tender love. Y'all ninjas want sucker for love ninjas, aren't y'all? <laughs> All right, I'm going to beat them to the punch and make cut out, put out the album. I know I've been teasing it. All right, Maryland guy, what's up, coach? I'm living and living the free agent lifestyle. Do you ever face ostracism from your neighbors? This is a good one, too. And I'll end it with this and come back. He says right here, yes, free advertising. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, but he says, do you ever feel uh, fear or face ostracism from your neighbors surrounding community for not having a live-in woman? He says, I don't get invited to parties or events, and it seems even other men who are in couples or married only want to hang out with other coupled uh, men. He says, it's like you don't fit in. Then this is true. This is true. Um, especially, you know, I live in a suburban, I live in a suburban enclave. And, um, you know, everybody's got their garage and their 1.5 kids or their 2.3 kids, their dog, they got their wife. And it's Normieville. They're normies. And, um, Normies is not being bad, but what happens is I'm I'm outside of the box. Now, I have some neighbors that are cool with me and they don't they'll kick it. They'll quick kick it. And some of them even know what I do. They follow me. They follow me on social media. Some of them might watch my live streams. Actually, probably one for sure. Possibly two. Um, I have a Kaylee neighbor. She's super jipper and happy when she see me. Hi. And every time she see me, I'll be with a new junior college chick. So she probably like. Well, he don't have no problem clapping these cheeks if he needs to, but she'd be super happy. Hi, calling my name from way down the street. I'll be like, oh, hi. One of the girls I was with looked at me. She got in. We, we, we jumped in the truck. All right. We jumped in the truck and one of the girls is in the seat. She was like, hi. She was all mad. I was like, oh, oh, you got feelings. I see. <laughs> she caught feelings. She was mad. Oh, hi. Mm. Hmm. And then I have another cool neighbor. He's cool. We hang out in the back smoking cigars and whatnot. And um, I think he watches the show or he definitely follows me on Instagram. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and she probably be watching. Yeah, she 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 not long. She flat backed it, but she ain't long. But she kind of. Yeah, she knows. I know she'd be looking out her window, looking at like this ninja out of control. Mm. All right. I bet you. If her or her husband ever looks out of my uh, out of their window when people leave my house, they probably be look, looking out they blinds. You know how they take the two fingers looking at they probably like this nigga. <laughs> mm. This this bigger right here, this chigger, this chigger done lost his mind. This ninja got a damn. 
He got them girl. Oh my God, that girl gotta be in high school. What in the world? <laughs> All right, this dude, this dude out of control. This chigger. What kind of, what kind of stamina he got? No. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let me stop messing around. But hey, that happens. I think though, what is what is true is that I think married couples should hang out with other married people. You don't want single people in your group because it's going to throw off the dynamics. I would venture to say, if there's any married women here, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be hanging out with single chicks. All right, that's my advice to married women and also married women. If one of your girlfriends get divorced, kick her ass, smooth out the group. Because divorce is contagious. It's contagious. So I'm I'm of the belief that if you want to maintain a good marriage, don't be around single people. Do not bring single people into your loop. It's similar. Like, for example, if you're all guys, if you're all homeboys and five of your homeboys are are single and one married dude comes in a loop. Now. The, the married guy is going to throw off the dynamics. It's going to throw it off and then. You, you know, y'all going to do what single guys do. And then he's going to be like, all right, guys, uh, I can't go to the club tonight. I can't go to the strip club with y'all today. You know what I mean? Is he, you know, the wife's going to be following him on Google Maps and some shit like that. He's going to be, oh, honey. Yeah, you guys got to watch out. Yeah, you guys got to watch out. I think I think married people should hang out with only married people, single people. Well, it's boring. Hoes, hey, married wives, wives, married wives, oxy, I mean, not oxymoron, that's a, that's a um, redundant statement. Married women, do not bring single bitches into your, uh, into your group. They're going to have your ass out. In these streets. They're going to mess up your whole air tags in the whip. He knows. I, yep. Air tags in the whip, following you around, bitch showing up at the cigar lounge or, or. Your married friend's wife wants to roll with y'all. Okay, you're out at the cigar lounge chilling, smoking, and then he comes. Oh, yeah, there he is. What's up, Derek? Hey, man, what's going on? His wife in tow. you like, Derek, man? Bruh. Oh, how you doing, Monica? How's it going? Yeah. Uh, uh, you joining us today, Monica? Shit. Shit. I like cigars, too. Mm. I like cigars. I could smoke cigars. It's sexy when women cigar. I know, but Derek Ninja. Ninja, why you bring? Fuck. It's cool. I'm one of the boys. I'm I for real. I had four brothers, and all of my friends in college were men. Yeah, I'm cool with it. You can be cool, and I'll be like your wingman. I'll be like your wingman, and I'll get you girls. Oh, this bitch. Damn. First girl I look at, I'll be like, ooh, wait. Boy, oh boy, I bet you it's her first time in here being 21 years old. She's looking over at me like this. I know you're not looking at that one, please. She's an underage 21-year-old. I mean, try someone your own age on for size. Busting my whole shit up. I'll be like, but that's what I want, the little hostess. Gosh, look at her body. She tightly packed. Oh, that's disgusting. You like that? That's what you like? No, look at that fat 40-year-old woman over there. Look at her. She's looking at you. No, 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 no. Give me the hostess number, wingman. Hey, wingman, go get me that one right there. You see that one right there? The body's so tight. Lord. Look at that thing. <laughs> right? 
with the nice bubble on the back. Look at them with the long back and the hair that goes down to the middle back. Oh, my Lord. Give me that right there. Yeah. She's got to be a junior at the dorm. That's what I want. Yeah. Can you get me that wingman? Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. She busted me. Oh, man, you don't want that, young girl. What's wrong with older women? Derek, man, get your bishop out of here, man. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Man, don't bring that ass no hero right here. Don't bring that wife no more. Messing up my whole vibe. Answering questions. Okay. About my debaucherous nature. Yes, I'm filthy. All right, let's get into the show here. What do we got going on? New, 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 new world order. All right, we got, um, we got, hey, this is somewhat some doom and gloom, but uh, chalk it up to CGA. Um, I've been talking about this for a while, but in today's stream at the end, I said stuff is about to get weird. And of course, right after that, guess what the announcement made by our, uh, I, sorry, by our wonderful Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. And it says right here, and this is something that we just uh, pretty much overcame recently, but now the U.S. could run out of cash to pay its bills by June 1st. This is yelling, warning Congress, if you will. New, 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 new world order. All right. This is another debt ceiling that we have to overcome, and this is not a surprise. This is right on par as to what I've been telling you. I know this is a tough show to listen to, and I give you the solutions. You just have to read between the lines. I mean, the, the solutions are obvious, but you're, if you're a normie or a blue pillar, you can really read through between the lines. And I also offer you opportunities to come to streams where we tell you how to prepare for this. And we have very valuable members of the coach gang that give you prep knowledge, right? Um, and it's not the sky is falling, but you got to prepare for what the next step is because they're prepared. All right, we have the money mindset. Sorry, yeah, the money mindset stream that is on Sunday nights on Patreon. We given great, great information specific over there about how to overcome these new adversities that we're gonna feel. But the U.S. right here, we got bank runs. We have five. Uh, is it five banks collapsed? We have the uh, two of the largest banks collapsed ever in the last sixty days combined. Okay, we have on the horizon the Fed now app CBDC probably is gonna be released as a result. Um of this on july 1st so if this is an organized way to get to it that's how it's gonna be and uh you're not gonna feel any pain or uh conspiracies or anything like that related to that come july when they roll out the app but down the line three years five years seven years and ten years down the line that's when you're gonna things gonna get a little weird the controls will be put upon you but here you go here you go right here it's here. And but guys, this is stuff that I warned you about in the evolution. I said this cannot persist. This type of work and things that we're doing to go along with this cannot continue. Um, we talked about the 19th Amendment, uh, basically us turning our country upside down on its head in a matter of 100 years, one century. And we're here. OK, that was up to the 2020 election from 20. 29. Sorry, from 1919, 1920 would be the first election, I believe. And then this one. It's upside down. We've had basically a catastrophe and the majority voter is you guess what? You know, the majority debt holder is guess who the majority student loan debt holder is guess what? Uh, we can uh, we have marriage fumbling child rate plummeting relationships are hard to get off the ground. People are in desperation mode, meaning that women are they don't they're in so much debt and financial stress and dire straits. They need a guy to save them. They don't even need the relationship like they don't even have time to waste time 
getting to know you and make, helping you build. So they're like, I got to have a guy that's somewhat complete. If he's a baller, even better. Um, this is because they're in debt, dire straits, and many of the 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 paths that they directed themselves on, it's just not going to be seen in fruition. They just don't have direction. And if you don't have um, instructions, you're going to be headed for self-destructions. So um, this is where we are. Somebody said Dave Ramsey said the market will never crash. He said that. Yep. And I showed you a video of Dave Ramsey. He looks like he has egg on his face. He was like, digital dollars, forget it. Boom. He was like, that's stupid. Cashless society. He was like, forget it. He's supposed to be the expert. Now, me, on the other hand, and many of us in our ilk that we follow, Black Ram 313, shout out to him. We've been on this. We've been telling y'all this is where it's going. People who have been looking at Bitcoin and destabilization or um, um, not destabilization, but um, basically being able to have a alternate currency in case these type of things happen. These were the people that were called fools and morons and all of these things. And you don't need it. Guys, tangible goods. And even cryptocurrency is going to be probably uh, things that people run to. And here it is, guys. I mean, we're we're unstable, <laughs> right? We're unstable. It, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. And this shit started to accelerate significantly after 2020. Anybody who denies this shit, I don't even know what to tell you. I'm not even going to debate you. <laughs> after 2020, this shit was like on 2.0 speed. Like, we literally uh, accelerated this, and that's where it is. That's where we're sitting right now, okay? The U.S. could run out of cash to pay its bills, so we're in trouble. You better have some alternatives, meaning, listen, money mindset, Patreon, $50 level. You can join right now and get all of those videos right now. You don't even have to wait till Sunday, okay? You don't even have to wait. You could just go listen to the videos now. But you have to be at the, uh, the uh, Patreon elite level, $50 level to get it. All right, so there you go right there. And, and, and you got a little bit more doom and gloom. Who called me doom and gloom back in the day? By the way, if you're prepared for this, there's not going to be much doom or gloom. You're going to be in prime position. By the way, people are running to banks withdrawing their money right now <laughs> as you speak. All right, here's another one here. Um, the godfather of AI. Listen to this. This is alleged, according to news outlets. Look at this algorithm shit he's got going on here. My gosh, I can't even start with the first equation here. I would be lost. But this is right here. So consider the godfather of AI. He quits Google. I can't say that out loud. He quits Google. I can't say that because we're on a platform owned by Google. <laughs> he quits Goggle over fears technology can't be controlled. Oh. New, 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 new world order. I've been sharing you videos related to this. Also sharing you videos related to um, EV vehicles and such. He said, Jeffrey Hinton warns uh, scary advances of artificial intelligence can mean internet users will no longer know what is true. Oh, my God. This is going to be bad. I think some things are going to happen. And uh, some great videos have come out recently talking about, you know, um, music industry being affected. We had a kidnapping. We had a kidnapping where a mother was um, fooled and tricked by a kidnapper using the daughter's voice, AI voice over the phone. You potentially are going to have history being unraveled. History is about to be unraveled. OK, forget what you heard about history. History will have opinions. Because there's going to be a video of Abraham Lincoln saying one thing 
And then Abraham Lincoln saying another thing. There's going to be a video of Obama saying what George Bush said and a video of George Bush saying what Obama said. This shit is going to be book burning. It's going to be a crisis. And this is what he's warning about. You're not going to be able to determine what was the real thing and what was the fake thing. And it's just going to divide more people up because you're going to be you're going to say Obama did. Um, Obama said this. But then the video over here, this person's going to say, no, Obama said this. He obviously said this. This is him. Nobody's going to be able to tell who said what. You're also going to talk about um, even content creation. People are going to use content creators voice, create, create videos and have a content creator saying something outrageous. Now, I don't know if it will happen in the red pill first. It might, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. There's going to take a content creator saying something and they're going to be like, everybody's going to go crazy. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Um, it's going to be curtains here. And that's just the half of it, guys. That's just a small percentage of it. You also have other things that he warned about. And I didn't pay for the story, so I can't tell you what the other things are. Okay. But go check it out yourself. He's a British computer scientist known as the godfather of AI. He's quit goggle and expressed regrets over part of his life's work as he fears that growth of AI could lead to killer robots. Killer robots that are smarter than humans. Mm. Yeah. So you got deep fake and then you have killer robots. They've actually um they've actually been showing you some AIs that have been giving back interesting responses. Like they wanted to be human. They wanted to press the nuclear uh, button. They wanted to be free. They didn't want to be a computer no more, right? They they got in their feelings. So, yes, we're going to have iRobot going on here. And there you go, guys. Listen, that that is enough doom and gloom for the day. You guys deal with it how you deal with it. Uh, and it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Let me catch those super chats. Then we'll kick off uh, the rest of the show. Alexander Ruffin has been a wild coach. I just moved to Southeast Asia. And he says, when I went through customs, the officers asked, was I single? When I replied, yes, he told me not to get married too fast out here, right? He knew y'all was going passport, bro, going to find you a traditional wife. And he's going to have, brother, you're going to have so many women out here trying to get in your lap. Meow, 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 them little Asian, them little kittens. I would, I would, if I went over to Southeast Asia, I'm telling you, I'd have a whole village. It would be bad. That's a bad place for me to go. I'm just letting you know right now. Do not let me go to a village. I will be having kittens everywhere. The little kittens, they be around there. But they, you know what they're going to do? They're going to poison me. They're going to poison me. They're going to get me good, too. They're going to get me good. Him, 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 him some soup. Oh, yes, him. Him some soup. Yeah. Meow. You don't like the soup? Yeah. Yum yum soup, yum yum soup, yum. All right. Yum yum rice, yum 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 soup. They gonna get my ass. All right. They gonna get me. Yum 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 applesauce, yum. Yum 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 yum. All right. Anyway, you gonna be going nuts over there, man. I would be going nuts. I'd have a whole village of linglings running around there, all barefoot. All barefoot, long hair, long black hair, all that lot down to the buttocks. I will lose my mind. <laughs> yum, yum. 
Applesauce, antifreeze, yum. Ginga CGA. It will be bad news, but good luck to you. No marriage. Don't get married up so quick. Force India says, keep winning, coach. Anytime I feel tired or sorry for myself, I put on one of your live streams and I'm back in the zone. Get in the Range Rover Sport in a couple of months. Thank you for everything you've done. Shout out to you. You're going to have fun with that one. All right, have fun with that one. Congratulations. Cool. Jamie says, if marriage is your thing, get a Walmart ring. Shout out to the coach gang. All right, get a Walmart ring. Bob says, I have a five-year plan to work remote and leaving the U.S. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, you can do well in the U.S. if you're somewhat uh, away from the major cities. But, yeah, um, I don't, you know, at my age going into the middle of the third quarter, that might be one of the plans for me. And I'm going to have to stream from somewhere else. It will be a mess in the background, though. Shout out to my boy Thomas Kelly with the co-sponsorship. He says, Coach Long Term, Coach Gang member, seeing some of your, uh, seeing some of your what this morning, talking about drama and debt and debts. All women seem to come with a spot on. I messed all of that up. What did you mean there? Seeing some of this, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds like you've seen the morning stream talking about drama and debts that all women come with, and you've seen it. And it was spot on. He says, you have impacted my life in a positive way with women divorced. Never again. Go Raiders. Yeah, man. Somebody says, um, um, somebody says, um, you know, would you ever get married again? I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why would I do that? <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I can't even 99% of the women in America are unmarriageable to me. There's not one woman I would be marrying out here. Who? Who in the hell, like, what type of marriage would I have? You know what I mean? Hell no. No trad cons. No, that's a trap. Why in the hell would I get married? Jesus. All right, but shout out to you, man. Hey, once you get divorced, I've been married, been there, done that. Been there, done that. Ain't never put myself in that cage again. Like, why do y'all keep asking me that shit? That is the dumbest question in history. I already been married. Why would I get one again? Or hey, Cruz says, coach. Where are all the Black Manosphere exposed videos on Samantha Lee? She divorced Cry Reese, costing him about, what, a million dollars, married for a few years, but she's on YouTube giving marriage advice. Send it. I've been leaving it up to a lot of people here because, you know, if somebody's in our sphere, I don't really give them free advertising. I'll, I'll break down an Instagram video, but I'm not going to go into a situation where I talk about a certain content creator in this space because I don't do free advertising. Ninjas, y'all going to have to pay me. Okay? Y'all going to have to pay me. Pay CGA to be talking about your ass. All right? Other than that, I'm the Kanga Kings. But I'm actually interested as to why Samantha Lee didn't get no smoke. But it is what it is. Ninjas is horny. We got too many horny men in here. And I called it out. I shared her, and I didn't realize she was in the manosphere. And people were like, that's Tyrese's girl. And I was like, oh. Pure, all unadulterated hypocrite. She's a hypocrite. Rational rationality says AI Will Smith getting slapped by August Alcina. And that could be interesting too. New, 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 new world. Genuine tr trucker tone. Appreciate you with the fist bump. And we're going to roll through here. Everybody on PayPal. Let's see if I can get everybody. Oh, they signed me out already. Yeah, brothers be starving. They letting her just go on untouched in here. All right, but they want to smooth make a video about me and they letting her get no smoke. You know why men 
in this sphere, what they call the manosphere, um, they think they got a chance at her. And, and there's another girl in here. I don't want to bring her name up, but she does something about pineapples. <laughs> okay, again, no free advertisement for me. She's over here telling y'all how to get booty call. I'm like, man, manosphere is a, it's a wrap. It's a wrap with some of y'all dudes. Y'all be simping for the just the simplest women. <sighs> you know, it's frustrating because y'all go over there and be super chatting like crazy, building a platform up. She get a little bit, y'all, she put her titties out and y'all go over there quickly. As if nobody ever warned you about this. Oh, my Lord. Simping for this damn pineapple chick. And I'm looking at her. She cute. All right. She can get some junior. She can get some Jasmine rice. I'm not going to knock her over to go get it. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Y'all be starving over some simple ass people, man. Yeah, that brother's starving. Simple. <laughs> simple ass women. Like you, there can't. There's not another woman that is at the junior college that looks like her. There's not another woman that you can see in a one mile radius that looks like that chick. Anyway, Spike Spiegel, he says, I keep my eyes low at the gym and my eyes on a check while I'm at work. Shout out to the coach gang. Always strive and prosper. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. And shout out to you, man. Watch out for the traps out here. Let me see if I can do two more and then get on with the show. Yes, indeed. We got I don't think I can say your name. No government name, please. He says they can shame us, call us lonely or hurt and or blame us for the collapse of industries. But this is a symptom of something bigger. They are pandering off of your feelings. He says we are on the rise and thriving. Stack them chips and knowledge, free agent lifestyle for life. If you've listened to me, you're not going to perish as fast as the other brothers here. OK, I mean, no dead weight. You're going to be able to move and shake the way a player shake for showing around. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we're going to call you Isaiah four and one. He says, Hey coach, did you see the picture floating around IG of the fool that got a tattoo of his girl of his girlfriend salami? Uh, she went wild. Oh my God. Yeah, man. Men a week. You're getting a tattoo of a, a, a girl's not salami kitty cat peace leave. Where did, where did his girl salami? That would be something else, but he's getting a tattoo of her peace leave. I think I might've showed that. We're in trouble. Speaking of trouble, fathers doing fatherly things. Let's bring it back to the good, all right? Let's talk about the good deeds of fathers do. Fathers get a bad name around here. We always left and went to go get a pack of Newports. We always cheated on the wives and lost custody of kids. Let's take a look at fathers doing fatherly things and fathers out here winning. All right, this is from the NFL draft, allegedly, apparently. There's a gentleman that works for the organization, the Dallas Cowgirls. I mean, I mean, wait, 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 sorry. Let me start that over. I don't want to put no shade on the this football team. There's a gentleman here that works for the organization, the Dallas Cowboys. And apparently, I'm not sure what his manager is. He's the assistant director of college scouting. His name is Chris Vaughn. And Chris Vaughn was able to draft his son as a scout, draft his son for the NFL draft. I mean, let's go ahead and see. If you don't have a tier for this, a tier, a silent man tier, all right, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got somebody want to speak to you. I got somebody want to speak to you. 
I don't know when I've been speaking for everybody that's really in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys is standing here with a tear in our eye. We're so happy to have you on the Dallas Cowboys. I can't thank you enough. Well, what I really want to say, you earned every ounce of me being able to make this call. I'm so excited. There's just something magical about this moment that may be bigger than we even realize here talking to you on the phone. You is now a Dallas Cowboy. Your daddy just handed the card in. Right here. It's got him on it. Congratulations. Hey, Deuce, Mike McCarthy, congratulations. Hey, buddy. All right, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. He said Jerry Jones said it was bigger than he thinks it even, uh, he even believes it is. I think this is a big moment. I said when I saw the moment, I'm definitely going to share this moment. Fathers are important. Dads matters. Father's right. Father Father's rights matter. When fathers are involved in their kids' lives, Oh, they already copyrighted it already. All right. They already copyrighted NFL didn't like that one. All right. But uh, when fathers are in kids' lives, it actually makes a major difference. And fathers love doing things like this. And we need to push this out here. But I'm going to just tell you, if you share it, I already got to notice that this is copyrighted audio and video. So if my stream pops off, it is the NFL, NFL trying to throw a monkey wrench in my program. But, uh, Wonderful moment from the draft, and we're looking to we love to see it. And when we see fathers doing good, we actually show you fathers doing good. Uh, yeah, man, that was a tearjerker. I was like, you know, I had to get the onions, you know, I was cutting onions a little bit earlier. All right, shout out to the father. We got other fathers doing fatherly things here. Um, how about the prepper father? We're gonna call him the prepper father. Let's go ahead and take you to him with his daughter, okay. Hopefully his daughter continues to listen and take advice from the father. And this is a prepper father. Let's go ahead and show you this right here. His name is, we're going to call him Derek Grace 2, T-W-O, I think. Ms. Grace, what kind of round are you in? 22. What kind of round are you in now? Three. What kind of round are you in? Three. What kind of round are you in now? Forty-four. Okay. All right. If you don't know what's going on, this woman is this young girl is being blindfolded and doing a field test of what type of ammunition she's holding, what caliber ammunition she's holding in her hand. All right. Shout out to that. Let's continue. Turn around in your hand now. 22. Miss Grace, if you want to give jobs to our family and friends, what is that called? Petition. If you have a bunch of friends who don't do shit, are they an asset or a liability? A liability. How many people on the registered sex offender list? 750,000. Daddy taught you that you were a goddess, so you can never be anybody's what? Bitch or hoe. Remove your blindfold. Who is Huey P. Newton? An African political actress, a revolutionary who belonged to Bob Seale, co-founded the Black Panther Party in 1966. Who's coming to save you? Nobody. I have to save myself. And if Ooh. I die today, then what's your job? To pick up where you left off and take care of my siblings. Good job. Hey, you know, I can I can understand that one. That was very good. I know people are not uh, very fond of young people handling firearms like that. I'm definitely a firearm advocate over here uh, of of people of all ages. I think it is actually a good thing to have. 
and understanding of and uh, young people should be able to be comfortable around these things. It is not firearms that hurt people. It is people that hurt people. And he has her ready. So that right there, definitely she should be um, she should be ready and understand the power of those things and the power of her voice and the power of not being around no bitches or no hoes. All right. Even CGA was out right here at the at the range. All right. We're going to do it at the range day. CGA here. If you didn't know, CGA himself definitely is about that life. All right. Shout out to our boy. All the people who are about that life, too. Uh, yeah, man, we got to stay prepped and strong out here when we getting out here because, yeah, you got to stay busy out here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never know. Uh Oh, what are we doing? This is what do we got? Oh, the humanity. It is what it is. Oh, we be staying biz biz out here. We be getting busy. That's your boy out here getting ready to go. And, uh, you know, we tell everybody, man, these are important things that you need to know. Uh, working on my technique and my form, people giving me advice. Uh-oh, we putting holes in. Okay, we, yeah, okay, don't come through. Uh oh, that's a JFK right part right there. It is what it is, and we want all of y'all, we want all of y'all to stay ready. All right, at all times. All right, anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. That's what we do, and that's what we do for our kids, and we protect ourselves for our kids. JFK style. All right. You see that one got the head part, the grassy knoll. All right. The one got the grassy knoll. All right. This is why they call me the great Coachellini, Mr. Coachellini around here. And if you didn't know, I definitely get busy. So don't think you can run up because you will get done up. All right. This is how we do. We protect at all costs. Anyway, father's doing great things. Father's doing great things here. We got uh, this story right here. This is a father. Says right here, just because the kids get older, the kids still need to know that we'll always be there for them. Real dads matter. Let's go ahead and share this one. This is a father who shows up at his son's job to deliver lunch. Let's play it. You know what I'm saying? What's up, hardworking man? What up? What's up with you, man? Hell out here. I know it is, man, but I wanted to bring you something, bro. I want to bring you lunch, man. Oh, thank you. Yes, sir. I want to bring my boy lunch, man. There you go, son. There you go. Thank you. All right, man. I love you, boy. Hey, I love you, I just want to say thank you, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. Love you, boy. I love you, too, man. All right. You good. <laughs> Keep working hard, boy. Hey, you know it. All right. Holla. All right. Hey, man, shout out to the dad. Burger King, though. But, hey, listen, we can't all be healthy. Hey, man, my man's working at the Jiffy Lube, at the Valvoline. All right. I love to see it. I love the language. I love to see the support. I love the happiness. I would probably guarantee that that man had been disenfranchised from his son for so long that now that the son's an adult, the games cannot be played. And now the real work is going to be done. Okay. The real work is going to be done because at the age that young man is 18 to 30, if that father in his, is in his life, he has a greater chance to succeed. He has a greater chance to succeed from 18 to 30. Now that the mother has what took that kid and harbored him away and try to hide him away from the father to collect that child support. Now that that son, now the, the mother can't play reindeer games anymore. Now that father is going to put in work and be there for his son to make sure he sidesteps all of the pitfalls or the majority of them. And he stays level headed and he gets ahead of the game. I love to see that. And that was genuine love. 
and you should not be afraid to say you love your son. All right. You not shouldn't be afraid to say you love your daughter. You're not weak for loving your son, your daughters, your sons and your daughters. You're not weak for that. You should be able to tell them at any age you love them. All right. So and they should be able to say they love you back. All right. And uh, it is what it is. I love that. I love these videos. Father's doing great fatherly things. All right. But he got the Burger King. So maybe we can work on a little bit healthier selection. <laughs> a little healthier selection. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I love it. I love it. And I think that's the last one. That is the last one. I'm going to go into the next thing. All right. Let's go into when the I'm not happy shows up. I'm not happy. <laughs> okay. I'm, when the I'm not happy shows up. Uh, let's take you to this lady right here. Apparently, this woman is a case study for the series Snapped. A Texas woman who beat a deletion case of her ex in 2018 is now accused of poisoning her fifth husband to death with insulin. Happy Mother's Day. So this woman is a black widow, if you will. And now she beat her ex's case and now married, guess what, a fifth husband. And then guess what? He died. All right. She looks like a Texas woman, too. And she doesn't have much makeup on. Look, she's got the Christ uh, uh, pendant on. And she out here black widow. And look, she plain, simple. She looked like a simpleton. Everybody's Texas granny. That's what she looks like. And she out here marrying and deleting. At the bottom, she looking like Master Splinter, though. Look at this picture right here at the bottom. But let's read a little bit of the story. A Texas woman with an extensive marriage record was charged with deletion of her fifth husband by poisoning him with insulin four years after she shot her ex fiance dead. What happened to the other three? Okay, what happened to the other three? Sarah Hartsfield, age 48. Man, leave these old women alone, man. Is accused of doing what? Killing her diabetic husband, Joseph Hartsfield, in January by poisoning him with high levels of insulin and failing to call 911 until about six hours later. Mm. All right, now she's accused of this. Uh, she gonna have to go back to court. Sometimes when I give you the episode Sleeping with the Enemy, it is true. The people who are, I, uh, I, I tell you the recipe of, of, of um, the people who are most likely to harm you. Unfortunately, there are people who are related to you, all right, who are related to you, who look like you, and are in close proximity to you. Those are more than likely the people who will harm you. Now, if you're doing something illegal or something like that, then you open up the chances of people outside of that, right? If you're gang banging, drug dealing, gangstering, uh, thugging, or you're part of organized crime, you're you're hiding evidence. Like if you're doing that, then you open up the possibilities. Let's say you're in the wrong neighborhood at the wrong part of night. You open up the possibility of something happening. But statistically, they tell you the people who are likely to harm you are people close to you, related to you, or look like you. And that's just a matter of that's just a matter of fact, right? Cr criminals don't travel miles away. All right. They go right in their neighborhood, right in their area. Many times your relationships can result in you losing something. Children, life, house, limb. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Proximity. Somebody says, 
in the house at nine. I know that sounds lame. I know that sounds lame. But your best bet of survival is taking your ass home and not being out when four, four digits are on the clock. <laughs> right? I mean, and it's evening time. Soon as it hit 10 o'clock, take have your ass at home. Have your ass at home. If you're out past that, I know it sounds lame. Well, y'all lame. You need to have a little bit of fun. Be in the house before 10, Ninja. <laughs> you will have survived. I mean, accidents, shootouts, you in the 7-Eleven going to get some hubba bubba and somebody come in, rob the place. You out trying to get straggle daggles. All right. As they say, uh, there's nothing open past 12, but legs in hospitals. There's nothing open past midnight, but legs in hospitals. St go home. Stabbings, crazies. As they say, the freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. Huh, 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 huh. The freaks come out. The freaks come out at night. Take your ass to the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Do not go get no food run. Nothing. Nothing. People, nobody's out. Nobody's good out at that hours. Let's go. And jail cells. Yeah, jails are open too. Take your ass to the crib. And uh, yeah, man. So anyway, let's see when the I'm not happy hits. Oh, this is one of the main event stories here. Let's give it to her. I'm not happy. Sorry for the sound effect being loud. Let's take you to Louisiana or Louisiana. Louisiana. Let's take you to this interesting story. So a Louisiana woman accused of deleting the her boyfriend's six-year-old daughter. And she's also been accused of leaving her body in a bucket on the biological mom's yard. Damn. It's getting critical out here. All right, let's break down the story. There's Ling Ling here. Alert, baller alert. Louisiana woman accused of deleting boyfriend's six-year-old daughter and leaving her body in a bucket on the biological mom's yard. A Louisiana woman is under arrest after being accused of that and dumping the, the girl's body in the mom's yard. On Thursday, Hannah Landon, age 43. There y'all go, man. I haven't heard a 21-year-old yet, <laughs> right? I don't feature many stories where 21-year-old and 22-year-old women go buck wild. They too dumb. They're there, but there's not. It's always some 30, 30, 32, 35, 40. <laughs> Says right here, uh, Hannah Landon, 43, will be charged with first-degree deletion and obstruction of justice. What about uh, disgracing a body? What is it called? Not disgracing. Something a body. Anyway, police took her into custody at an area hospital, but she was not arraigned. They did not reveal why she was hospitalized. It says right here, Jefferson Parish Sheriff Joseph Lapinto said that Landon's boyfriend reported her and his daughter, Bella, missing around 7 a.m. De oh, desecration. Thank you, Coach Gang. I think it's desecration is the word that I was looking for. Not degrading. Desecration of a body. How about that one? And it says right here, they're looking for the daughter, 7.30 a.m. on a Wednesday. Investigators say that his other child was still at home and unharmed. Officers immediately began investigating and eventually went to the daughter's biological mother's house, which is not far from the father's house. That's where officers discovered the girl's body inside a bucket 
on the front lawn. Investigators obtained a ring camera footage showing someone that believe, is believed to be Landon walking down the street, pulling a wagon with the bucket inside. The most chilling scene in the video shows the suspect doesn't even flinch when a white SUV drives by. An autopsy determined that the child died due to multiple injuries, including blunt force trauma and strangulation. Her death was ruled a homicide. It says right here, quote, I want to add that Bella's body was intact. Well, that's good. And contrary to public speculation, there were no dismemberments of any kind. Thank goodness. Well, and says the coroner, Jerry, whatever his last name is, this is not something we're happy to do. It's something that's hard to see. And it's even hard to unsee. Neither Fonte, uh, neither the, the child's parents is considered a suspect at this time and so forth and so on. Yeah, man, man, I tell you, boy, they be out here on snap. I bet you, I bet you she's going to say mental health. That's why she was in the hospital. Um, I'm sure there's an article related to that, but we ain't got time for all that. Um, she's probably going to say there was a mental health. She's probably going to say, well, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> she's probably going to say he cheated on me. He was She was jealous of the child and so forth and so on. These are the stories that I have to tell you about. And no, it's absolutely terrible. Sometimes these things do happen. So she's going to say mental health or actually pass that buck. He cheated on me. I think he was sleeping with the mom. Whatever was going on there, the young girl didn't deserve that. But she, the other girl, that's the, the woman that's in this case, she definitely deserves that deletion penalty. All right, let's take you to this one here. Police officers try to serve an arrest warrant to a wife for domestic violation allegations. The ex-husband allegedly said she hit him with a car. <laughs> okay. Um, boy, more stories than we need. I'm actually going to have to stream seven days a week at this point just to keep up. All right, because I, I leave stories on the ground. But let's go to the video here and put your if you're on earphones, you might want to bring the volume down. Let's continue. Hey, I didn't tell you to get out of the car. Stop. Excuse is your me. phone on you? Don't touch me. Dude. First and foremost, this is somebody's wife. First and foremost. <laughs> this right here, Millie Mouth Muskrat. This is somebody's wife. All right. Second of all, <laughs> I mean, yikes. I mean, where do we start? <laughs> this is or this is someone's ex-wife. I think this is an ex-wife. I mean, Britney Spears. I mean, I mean, there's just too much going on here. Now, I want you to notice how many times she says, don't touch me. This is the classic woman's response to being restrained. And guys, I don't want you to be too afraid of it, but be cautious of it because what will happen is they'll start screaming it and they'll get people to be alerted as if you're touching them inappropriately. And then you'll take your hands off of them and then they'll kick you in the nuts. They'll take a firearm out and put, put one in your carotid artery. They'll stab you. They'll run away. All right. They'll fight you back and then claim that you're touching them. All right, so watch that. She's going to use that one, which I hate that. All right, you're being restrained. You're not being touched. And you're lucky you ain't in a headlock. But let's continue with this little boy here. Phone Get your f***ing hands off me. Where's your phone? Do not 
Where's your phone at? Get your... Or, uh, do not touch me. Okay. Did I ever say... Do you fucker, do not touch me. Get his fucking hands off me. You Get you your fucking hands off me. Cool out. Hey, you hands off me. Cool out. Mm. She, trying to, she trying to bite. <laughs> I mean, she trying to bite him. So this is the simp wolf whistle that I uh, tell you about. And, um, you know, women are very uh, prone to understanding their surroundings. So if you do them harm, sometimes they won't confront you until they're in public. All right. If you are arguing with them, they're not going to argue back until they're in public and they will tend to escalate and raise their voice out to alert other people um, that she's in danger and that maybe they can come to the rescue. This is the simp wolf whistle and and. And inadvertently, not inadvertently, inevitably, the people who come to the rescue aren't going to ask you what's going on. They're already going to assume you're in the wrong. Don't touch me. Why are you touching me like that? Why could you say that? Why are you yelling at me? Stop yelling at me. This is. And so there she'll raise her voice and then people will come to the scene. All right. All right. So this is the simple wolf whistle. Watch out. Watch out for that. Black men. Watch out for that. Because you're gonna run to your, to the rescue on this one, and you're gonna be on the you're gonna choose the wrong side, all right? And then you'll end up getting deleted by either one of them. Let's continue. Hey, if you off me, cool. Hey, if you keep resisting, I'm gonna charge you with that. If you, you know what, I'm gonna charge you with putting your fucking dirty ass hands on stop me. Stop moving. Let me take off your watch. You, you don't get to touch me. You are a. Oh my goodness. See, uh, first of all, why the other guy's touching her? <laughs> <laughs> the other guy is touching her so i'm not sure what's going on here he's touching her and she's allowing it he put his hands on her shoulder because where else can he grab onto this damn feral kit cat kitten i mean she only got a shoulder blade to grab onto that scapula is looking completely like the only piece of thing i can grab other than that nose the nose would be the next thing i would grab onto i mean other than that a disgusting piece of shit. The next time, no, the next time you fucking touch me. Hey, get in the car. Sit in the car. No, she doesn't get to touch me. Okay, sit in the car. 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 Follow, use the words and let's use our hands. Hey, get no. in the car. If you don't, you're going to get charged me. with obstructing. If get he fucking touches me right. again. <laughs> Ma'am, get in the car. That's how you're going to get touched. See, she doesn't want you to touch her because then she doesn't have to listen to you. But if you're touching her, you can put that ass in the headlight and hog tie her ass. All right. And so she knows that. And then by saying, don't touch me, then she can assume or she can. Everybody's going to assume that you've done something wrong. Watch out for that. That is a classic tool. Now they said it, we're using our words. If we use your if you listen to our words, we won't have to touch you. And she still says no. See, that's why you're going to have to get in the headlock. She do got some big titties uh, for a little woman there. She definitely does have a she got a lot going on there for that little body, but maybe I'm just going to assume they're falsies. They're what we call bolt-ons, but I might be wrong. They're a little soggy. Let's continue. Get in the car, Sean. Get your f***ing hands off. Sean, he's car. not even touching you. Get in the oh, car. But he I'm did. not touching you. No, he's touched okay, me. Get in the car, He's Sean. touched me like way more times than appropriate. Yeah. Sean, get in you know the car. He, no, do you know what he's done? <laughs> oh, stop kicking. Oh, my Lord. Oh man, what? Oh, the humanity. All right, let's continue. Yes. I'm gonna kick you right in the fucking That's mean. Don't that do that. By the way, this is somebody's ex-wife. This is somebody's ex-wife. 
This is somebody's ex-wife. This is what he probably is trying to tell people about his ex-wife. And everybody saw her and they were like, her? She seems so nice, so innocent. <laughs> she seems like a lovely woman. And this is what he sees. I've been telling you about uh, suburban wives. They are vicious behind closed doors. All right. Because they hit you with the y'all come back now here. They smile. They take the pictures like at Target, the creepy ass pictures, the creepy family picture with the kids all in the sweaters and the dollar with the frilly skirt with the poodle on it. And she's standing up there with her traditional shit looking like. <laughs> and now guess what? Yep. She the PTA president, assistant vice president of the school. All right. She hand out apple slices to all the kids. At the school, she hand out candy. She collects all the books. At the library, volunteer of the year. Soon as she gets to the crib, she laying to your husband. <laughs> laying into his ass every day like this. When her head meds, her Xanax misses, mixes with the, mind, the wine. Sorry. The HOA president. When the Xanax misses, mixes with the wine, this is how she acts. But nobody can. The neighbors hear it too, but they act like they don't hear it. That motherfucker me more times than a Do you understand? Everyone. Do you understand how many times he's touched me? He's still on the, look, look at her. Hey, look, she's still on the touching. By the way, look at that. Mansion, McMansion right there, all hidden in the back. Neighbors can't hear her violating her husband on a daily basis, calling him all kind of bull. Crazy. All right, they out here rabid. Do not get them on the wine. If she hooked on wine, it's a wrap. Whew, imagine being married to that. Terrible. All right, last one. Here's the when the I not, I'm not happy hits. I'm not happy. This is going to be a story time. Require, it's going to require me to read. I apologize. Quote, by a woman, allegedly, I'm abandoning, I'm abandoning my children. Hello, Reddit. I'm a 38-year-old woman. There we go again. That age range shows up again. I have nine kids. To start off my story, I guess, I was straight out of college, age 22 years old. Hello. Prime real estate there. Location, location, location. Says right here, I was 22 years old when I met my now husband, who was 28. He had money. Uh-oh. I got money. He bought me nice things, treated me like a queen, so it was only expected when we got married the same year, when I was 23, we had our first kid, Kaylee. All right. So now you know why Kaylee is a blonde and that she has no tits and she has all of these things in fits. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to... Kaylee out here. I Now you see why Kaylee is the way she is. So here she is. Kaylee's mom is here. Quote, my life was perfect back then. And I was happy to have my daughter. So when my husband wanted a second child, I was okay with it. His family loved kids. Quote, his family was huge. Everyone had at least five kids. And I was okay with giving him kids. <laughs> That's where to God. Okay. Eventually he wanted a third child. And which was, again, I was fine with to give you all of my kids age. Here you are, Kaylee, 15. Uh oh, we didn't know about that, Kaylee. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cut. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. 
shit, but I'm just trying to. I'm going to assume that was three years ago. Yes, Kaylee is now illegal. All right. But Kaylee's here is 15. Aaron, 13. Noah, 12. Natalie, 10. Paul, 6. Mary, 4. Kelly and Joe, both 2. And Brianna, 5 months. Postpartum depression has entered the chat. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Here we go. Postpartum depression has entered the chat. My first four kids, is this the whole story? My first four kids were okay. Stressful enough to always have had my hands busy, but it was okay. But my fourth and fifth fifth kid, I got really sick. Won't specify. Hmm. And only then did I realize how much I really had to do. I was in and out of the hospital and my kids had to be in daycare. My husband was too busy to deal with them. And once I was finally healthy, I held off on having more kids. Two years after my illness, I fell pregnant. This one accidental. It says right here, my husband and his family were elated, so happy. Um, Another blessing, but it was different for me. This time, I didn't love my new son. I felt nothing for him. Not hate, not love, pure indifference. Okay, there's more to this story, and we're not going to read it. But apparently, (laughs) Jesus, postpartum depression has entered the chat. And so we have five kids in which then after the kids, after she got sick and she had kid number. When was the last one? She said after the fifth kid. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Yeah. So we got the fifth kid, which is going to be Paul. Paul is going to get excommunicated from the family. She wants to abandon all of her children, all of them. You see this, guys? All of them. (laughs) And now she's playing the sob story as to, as you see how it sets up. What did it set up to be? Well, I was 22. He was 28. He wanted to get married. I didn't really want to, but he had money and treated me like a queen. Then he took my younger years by knocking me up putting babies into me. Yeah, I love them, but there was work. I was distracted, but I got sick. I can't tell you what it is. Was it the hurt dirt? Are all the kids his? What is it? I don't know. Did you get postpartum depression? Did you seek help? Then you got that situation there. Then it became hard. Now you want to abandon all your kids and head back what? In these streets. We going back to the streets. We going back to the streets. F this shit. He she he wanted me to get married. He barefooted and pregnant with me. He took my younger years. He wanted me to raise my kids while he was too busy at work. And now he's too busy at work. I had to handle the boat load. Now I don't want to do none of this shit. <laughs> this is kind of weird. And but it's not weird for people who know this is apt to happen. Here you go. What do we call this on the marriage wheel? The investment stage. All right, so let's take you to it, and then we'll go to the Super Chats right here. The investment stage. So you have the investment, the 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 connection phase, which everybody confuses as to how their marriage is going to be. That's the upper right corner. Engagement, planning, wedding, wedding, okay? Honeymoon period. Everything's right. Then the children come, okay? However many you want. The investment stage for the woman, the investment stage for the man. The man is financial. The man is a protector, secure provider. She's the incubator. He gives her the kids. Not She didn't give him the kids. 
He gave her the kids. She delivered them. Thank you. All right. And then once that investment stage hits, the bait and switch. Mm. Bait and switch. She's on bait and switch now. All right. That's where she is on the marriage wheel. So if you wanted to know, she's in the lower left-hand corner. Bait and switch. This is when she says, I'm not happy. <laughs> and now you're in for the long haul. Now you're in for the long haul. He can't abandon ship. Neither can she. But that's now you're in for the long haul. And now she can just change the rules. I don't want to do this shit no more. I don't want to have the kids. I want to abandon them. I want to get rid of them. Get rid of the son. I don't want to be at home. I want to go back to the streets. I want to do this. I want to divorce. Uh, no more marriages. Sit down to bait and switch. If you didn't know about the marriage wheel, there it is. I just read the story. Bait and switch all over it. Investment stage over. No more kids. Now it's time to switch up the rules. <laughs> all right. And the rules are not going to be clear. Okay, what do you want? She don't know. She wants something. I'm not happy. <laughs> and yep, he's blindsided. He's like, what happened? I thought I had, I thought I had it all figured out. I thought we had our rules. I thought we had our roles. What's happening now? No, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> this is a classic rug pull. I keep warning you of this. And it's going to happen in all marriages. All. Guys, there's not a one marriage that's not going to experience this. This is why people go to marriage counseling because the it's confusing. Then they're going to say, well, she just wants to be hugged and she just wants to feel loved and she wants to blah, blah, blah. All right. It, she wants this and she wants that. And then you're going to meet that expectation and then she's going to move the goalpost. Well, what is it now? Well, I'm going to go to the nightclubs. I'm going to go party. I want to be single. I need space. I need space in between my legs. <laughs> we got Maurice Jacqueline over here. Thank you, man. We're going to get to all the super chats and catch up. Thank you for the support. Maurice Jacqueline. Thank you, brother, for being here. Delta Fox says, meow, 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 meow. Somebody said, can you read the rest? I, I don't know where the rest is. I was only given partial information. I'm pretty sure she's taking pills and she's in an emergency room. All right. Delta Fox says, meow. All right, Lane says, hey, CG, I just saw that Dawn Staley is getting $3.5 million a year for coaching women's basketball, which is crazy. You ever regret not continuing that career? I hope that you were at least giving uh, giving you, they were at least giving you 100K. Um, uh, first of all, I don't. I, I'm glad I got out of it. I enjoyed it while I was in it, but uh, um. The problem is there was just it's like those those contracts are few and far between. By the way, Don Staley would be um, deserving of the richest contract in in basketball. Uh, but I don't know if you know, women's sports has got a infusion of money uh, through the NCAA and through advertisement. And they just re up their commitment to their tournament, which is going to have an infusion of money into women's basketball. So that's where that money is going to come from. And she's had her team in the top. Uh, top position for a long time. Only been able to get one national champion out of it, but she should have had it. She should have had one this year, but they got knocked out by Caitlin Clark. With that being said, I got close to being paid 100k when I was an assistant coach, and so you can make you can make good money in in college athletics. The problem is, it's a short ride for the majority of people, right? I mean, I look back at all the people that were head coaches and relevant when I was in the business. And none of them are even in that position anymore. So that's the only thing about that. And I was tired of moving, okay? Mm. I was tired of moving, man. I'm tired of moving. 
right? I was moving all across the country, crisscrossing, um, you know, the jobs, like her job is stable, but I was working on one-year contracts, two-year contracts, um, athletic. Oh, you know what else changes? Athletic director changes, school president changes, those things, man. I, I actually, when I was a head coach, my athletic director changed and my school president changed overnight. Not overnight, but it happened in the same year. And that's doomsday for a lot of people. And you don't realize that. That's that's equivalent to your general manager and your owner training, uh, your owner changing. So if you're in prof professional sports and your general manager and your team sells to another owner, that's the equivalent of that. And uh, if you're struggling, it's over. All right. you They're not going to be willing to give you support. I had great support with my previous AD and previous president of the university. But then when the new people come in, it's going to be. Whew, all right. They looking out for you. So, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, it's a good time to get out of work. By the way, we're going to cover that women's basketball coach. Um, and I'll tell you some insights about that. Bama five Bama. Shout out to you. Good to see you again. Keep doing you coach. Love seeing the progression. Good to see you. I love to see the brothers that been in the game, out the game. I know you guys don't watch every day. You check in. You guys have moved on and graduated. Wonderful. You don't have to stay here forever, but I love the brothers who stay here forever. Bama five Bama. Good to see you. We got Craig Coleman, Supreme Flatback. You, uh, Coach Gail Alex, thank me later. Hold on for a second. All right. Are you saying Gail? Gailey? What's her name? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Let me see here. I'll keep it up there. Oh, I see. Uh, I see she's got a brother after her. Okay. Uh, I see her. Okay. 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 I'm going to check that out. I'm going to log that in. <laughs> I'm going to log that in. And uh, for later purposes. Yes, I see her. She's got the sloppy yogurt thing going on too there. That seems to be very. Oh, I. Oh, Supreme Flatback. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh all right uh let's see here i think you wanted me to google that up he says did you see another bank failure doom and gloom yep we talked about that earlier another bank failure and also the u.s is running out of money all right we're hitting another debt ceiling after they just readjusted the debt ceiling again if you're joining us we covered it earlier u.s could run out of cash to pay its bills by the way i have a question where was all of that money that that was sent over to uh, Ukraine. Anybody know? Anybody know? Anybody see it? I want to know. <laughs> Somebody said, just print more. That's what we be doing. Somebody says the debt ceiling is talk every year. Yep. All right. What do we got? The What is this right here? Somebody says the beta male police shout out to you. We'll give you a sponsorship. You're in sponsorship territory. I'm he says free peace leave is not the move. Be careful. He says, thank you for making me financially free. Isn't it great to be financially free? Free peace leave to me. I'm always cautious of it. I'll be more cautious of free peace leave than 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 peace leave. That's got a price on it. <laughs> No, it's it's weird. I'm like, what is it that you wanted, really? Girl comes over, she comes over, gets them cheeks clapped, she leaves. I'd be like, I know she kept some of my seed. I know she stole the condom. <laughs> I know she's setting me up. I'm like, what is this about? <laughs> right? Like, what are you doing? What do you really want? 
especially when they junior college. I'll be like, man, this is some free peace leave cost the most. Free women cost the most. I'm like, there's some ulterior motive for show. I'm like, I don't believe this shit right here. All right. It's not that I don't believe she would be with me. I'm just like, this shit is nah. <laughs> yeah. There's like, no, 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 no. Now she gonna she up to something. It's bitch up to something. So anyway, was talking about that. Isaiah says, hey, coach, did you see the picture floating? Oh, I already got that. I already read that one. Shout out to you. I'm always suspicious of women that be like, hi, how are you? What's your name? I want to get to know you. I'll be like, the f- do you want? All right, ma'am, sit down right here. Let's talk. Let's 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 talk turkey. <laughs> so uh, so let's talk turkey. What do you want? I mean, there's a whole bunch of people here. I don't have time for the games. Let's get down to brass tacks. What is it that you want? I'm not here to just drag this shit out. Cause what she wants, she wants me to be like, oh wow, you picked me, you picked me. Oh wow, have us. Oh man, and then I gotta show up, run my game on her. Nah, nah. Okay, what does he want? You want the no strings attached? You want no strings attached? Let's go. Let's do it. Then she gets up. <laughs> she gets up. She puts on her clothes. Thank you very much. I'm be like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm like, I'm gonna watch her for a little bit. I might need to private investigate her ass. Yeah, man, I'm not with that. I'm not with that, you know, because I know, I know what I know the game. He says here, what we got here? Yeah, it's a long con. They're always up to something, guys. They're always up to something. Never think they like you for you. They don't like you for you. Uh, they might have just used you for meat purposes, right? They just wanted to get throttled and they were like, you're my type. I'll give it to you. But yeah, I'm like, nah, something's up with this bitch. Right, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust people, but yes, when it comes to women, they just jump in my orbit and be all nice. Let's go home. Let's take you. I want to take you now. You're the best. I'm like, mm. love always wins is here. I've been waiting for your feed pictures for quite a long time, so I don't even know why you're even showing up to my show. You haven't paid your admission fee, by the way, but not all girls are like that. Here we go. Here we go. Not all girls are like that. Somebody said they looking to add to their roster. Yep. I know women do that. They'll they'll come over and they just, all they want to do is like, uh, you're the one hitter quitter, right? They just wanted to come over and get it off their chest um, and wanted to get there. They got the, they got the salami. They go move on to the next thing. They really don't want nothing anymore. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But even then, still, I'd be looking at the ass curiously like. Mm. I had a chick. She's 27. She freshly divorced. She was like, yeah, I just got a divorce. And so I already knew. I was like, she about to go. She on her whole phase. She on her three or four phase. Met her at the junior college, as people know on locals. She was on the junior college. She got married young. Divorced at 27. First thing came to my mind. She going to she on a three or four phase. Okay, met up with her. We had a quick little lunch. Then the next day, next time I was like, oh, the next time I could come see you, she she met she met up with me. We grabbed a quick drink. We was at the crib, ran through. 
She hopped back up. She was like, I got to go meet my friends. My coworkers are at a bowling event. She left. I ain't heard hide nor hair from her. All right. And no, I don't be in my feelings, but I just was like, she just trying to, she's just trying to get ran through. <laughs> That's all that is. She in her whole face. So she got it. She left. She went to her bowling thing. It is what it is. But I knew it when I heard that she was divorced. I was like, here she comes. She just racking up bodies now. She racking up bodies. Somebody said she used me. I was sitting there like in boomerang, like, call me. <laughs> I was like, uh, with my sheets above my sheet above my chest. Um, are you going to call me again? Hold on for a second. For you young brothers, you don't know. Let me see here. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it up in the scene. I don't know if I can pull up the scene. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Images. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, I kind of pull up a safe, a safer image. Oh, I did check her feet. I did check her feet. Let me see. Where was the image? Oh, I can't find a good image of it. Uh, but anyway, let me see here. But for you young brothers, this is the movie right here. All right. She had a brother like this here. All right. <laughs> On a uh, boomerang. I wasn't like this really, but yeah, she had a brother like, Hey, uh, didn't, uh, I haven't heard from you for a while. <laughs> uh, where you been? Had me looking like this. Uh, I thought you said you was going to call me. She was like, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> look at me. That's me right there. Look at uh, you said. And she's sitting there like, yep, I got what I needed from you. Turned his ass out. Had you sitting around here. Let me show you the feet, though. I got to show you the feet. Let me see the feet. Ladies, I'm going to definitely do this to you when you come over. So make sure you. Oh, oh, I got the I got the I got the photo right here. I got the photo. So check this out. This is how it was after she left. <laughs> here it is right here. I was sitting there like this. I was like, hold on for a second. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> call me. Uh, you think, uh, you think, uh, we could get together, uh, soon again? Uh, <laughs> is that, uh, <laughs> sitting there? <laughs> uh, did you just use me? Uh, are you just in the whole phase? I, are you that type of girl? <laughs> Had a brother over there like this. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> I love this picture. <laughs> I love that picture. Hey, check this out. Check this out. This is the picture that y'all, I'm ladies, when you come over, love always wins. I'm checking them puppies. If your toes look like this, ladies, if your feet look like this, hammer toes, corns all over your toes, your nail polish is messed up. I'm going to check after I finish up. And if I'm not even going to check when I finish up, I'm going to check when you jump in my bed, I'm going to check for them feet. And if your feet got the bunion on it, corns, polish all ravaged, you definitely not being invited back. I'm going to finish up, though. I'm going to finish up, but definitely you're not coming back to the crib. Toes got to be, feet got to be on point. Deal breaker, yes. Hammer time. I'm a hit though. I'm gonna finish up, but I'm gonna remember that. That's gonna be scarred. I'm gonna be scarred 
looking at all them corns on your toes, looking like corn pop. Ladies, so get your feet in order. All right, Johnny Law, CGA Winter is coming. Mastodon sightings in the gyms have increased. They out here trying to get busy. All right, Lane says, hey, CGA, but Brian McKnight having kids at 53 is an L. He may not even stay alive to see him graduate and definitely won't see him getting married. Yeah, I mean, you guys got to watch that, having kids late, late in life like that. Um, you know, you can have kids late in life, but is it fair to the child? You know, I don't know. You're Genghis Khan out here. But yeah, Brian McKnight having kids, a young kid at 53. Obviously, um, you know, that's his own personal business and choice. But, you know, you know, hopefully he's alive long enough to see that through and at least get to his grandkids. All right. At that rate, getting the grandkids is going to be a miracle and a miracle. Anyway, I come from a young family. I come from a young family, so all of my relatives are young. My grand, my grandmother was is considered young. Like, you know, I was the guy that my mom, my mom was like the young mom. Like she was somewhat young, compared comparatively to a lot of people. Especially if you, if especially if you're a black kid that's in the suburbs, more than likely your mom is gonna look younger and 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 uh, appear younger and actually be younger when you're in a suburban community. So my mother was young. Like my, my friend's grandparents, hold on for a second. My friend's parents were the same age as my grandparents. Right. My friend's parents were the same age as my grandparents when I was in high school. That was super common. That was super common. I would tell people my, what my grandpa, my grandmother's age was, and they would be like, what? That's my parents' age. So that's how young my family is. Um, my family's so young that I knew my great grandparents into their adulthood on my mother's side. I knew that as an adult, my I knew I could talk to my great grandmother. She didn't know who the I was though, all right? She didn't know who the hell I was, but I have pictures with her, my great grandmother. Right? I have pictures with my hey, I have pictures with my kids, me, my kids, with my great grandmother. So they have and when they were babies, they have they have pictures with their great grand great great grandmother. Yeah, that's how young my family is on my mother's side. So everybody skews younger. So, yes, my kids have my kids have pictures with their great great grandmother. Crazy. Somebody says typical. That's a typical ninja family. Yep, it is, though. It is. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. And then we all look younger. And and fortunately, my family has a long, my family's live long. Like uh, my great-grandparents lived to an old age. My grandfather on my father's side lived to an old age. And he was functional. Um, nobody, we don't have actually, there's only one, my grandfather on my mother's side. And um, actually died young. But he he did it to himself, right? He did it to himself. He poisoned himself uh, with alcohol. He was an alcoholic, unfortunately, and uh, he checked out. But his parent, he died before his parents. So even actually, I lived with my long story short. I lived as a 10 year old for a short period of time. I lived with my great grandparents on my mother's side. All right, which is on her, my mother's father's side. I lived with them. They would see me come in and out from school. So I lived with them for my mother moved from 
uh, to California. I was about nine or 10 and I lived with my great grandparents, my grandparents, my mother and me. All right. For about a year. So, yeah. So I knew my family lives long. My family has a tendency to live into their 70s, some into their 90s. So, yeah, man, I knew all of my great greats, almost all of them, except for on my father's matriarch side. She was she seemed to be old to me, but um, I didn't know my great grandparents on, on that side. But all of the other sides all the other four, three of the four, I knew my great grandparents got pictures of them and all. All right. So anyway. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know how the hell we talking about that, but this is the evening show. Joseph Stevens says IBM paused on hiring 7,000 to use AI instead. Blue chip mindset. Y'all better get some. Y'all better get some uh, AI skill here. Let's get on with the show. Get some skill with AI. All right. Let's go to XX is behaving badly out here. Uh oh. Ladies are like, we catching wreck out here. We catching wreck. Okay. I know I confuse you with all that great grandparents. Let's look live at Taco Bell. Look at this ninja right here. Let's give you the vault. No volume. But apparently this black man, oh, he bad out here. He down bad. This Gordita. It uh, looks like Pizza Hut. This Gordita is sexually S.A. and assaulting this man. This is what. Now, why is where's the out? By the way, look at the rack on this Gordita. All right, she is starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. Now, I don't think he wants anything to do with her, but this is a fast food restaurant. And look at this Gordita. She hungry like the werewolf of London. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> she got hungry eyes. Look at this. This little ninja trying to get his job, keep his job. I'm glad they got this on camera. Look at him. He probably hitting this on the low, but he probably, he probably don't want nothing to do with her in public. But look at this Gordita. Look, man, that is assault, ladies. That is assault. Ladies, where's the outrage? Look at this. Look, he's turned her down several times, slapping her arms. Little Caesars pizza. Look at this Gordita. Oh, my gosh, ladies. She should be fired immediately and suspended. And look, she even looking. Look at that. Now, he want to grab onto that rack. I know he's very curious. But, um. He like, oh, man, get away from me. I don't want none. You're mine. You're mine. I tell you, we fornicated once. Look at them eyelashes. She grabbing them by the salami. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. Not even Donald Trump was this aggressive. This is this is this is a sexual assault, guys. Why isn't the Where's the outrage that he is the experience? Look at that. I don't think he wants that. And by the way, he can have a relationship with her and not consent to that. So just like. Lady, let's just flip the genders and just say that if that was a woman and they had an affair or they were sleeping with each other, but at work, the guy was jumping her bones and trying to kiss her while nobody was looking. And women would be outraged, right? They would be outraged. But when she does it, come on, man, just go on in there and grab that little, grab that boy. I tell you, the funk of 40,000 years. Look at her rack. Oh, my Lord. Them some tig old bitties. They just resting on her stomach. They just sitting on her stomach like this here. They just resting on top of her stomach like this. <laughs> they look perky. They strapped up, but her stomach, she just resting like this here. They titties like this all day. We going to be at home? What we going to do when we get home? You going to let me up out of here or what? Okay. Mm. 
All right, let's continue here. This is terrible. Like you're seeing an assault on video. <laughs> Look at this. Man, ladies, stop, man. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> okay, many of you guys have noticed. These women out here are thirsty. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> Have you guys noticed this Gen Z women thirsty as hell? Man, boy, uh, there was a time when we were, shout out to the 90s brothers. The 90s brothers. There was a time that we wished, we were like, we wish women had the same sexual, <laughs> sexual, um, the same sexual uh, energy as us. You know what I mean? That would be great. Now we're here. We're living. Gen Z and these young millennials, they thirsty as a mother sucker. They come over. Yeah, sex drive. Thank you. They come over. They just be one. They're like dudes now. They're like dudes. They're out here just racking up body counts, doing orgies, getting train games ran on them. It's actually crazy. And they don't even blink twice. They don't even blink twice. They leave one spot. They go right to the next. Train Yang. It's more acceptable. The gloves are off. Back in the day, man, the, you young guys, you guys don't know. If you're under 30, girls couldn't be doing what they're doing now. They could not. They would lose all day rep. No girls would have got married. You know, like you got all the freaknik documentary chicks. You know what I mean? Like they they're worried. They don't want their they don't want their past exposed. Now, they out here, they do not give a F. Yep, they barely even shower. They come right over, throttle, on to the next salami. And they're choosing who they want. Back back in the day, they only had like three guys to choose from. Today, they choosing who they want. They go right up. Here, you grab ankles. All right, here we go right here. Miami of Ohio's women's basketball coach, Deanna Hendricks, resigns after text messages reportedly shows relationship with the player. Now, let me just give you an insight here. This was my career for some almost 15 years, women's basketball. Okay. Uh, I traveled with these women. All right. There's definitely a lot of reading rainbow in women's basketball, especially at the college level. Um, it is somewhat an obvious thing. Many people, it's still not obvious to, and I feel bad for you. All right. Many of the women that you're like, oh, she's hot. I'd be like, leave her alone, bro. She don't want you. <laughs> She don't want you. They, she all the way gay, <laughs> right? There's no chance you're getting her. Oh, how you know, man? No, no, no. I saw her. She was hanging out with rappers, and she was dating this guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, don't even waste your time, brothers. Don't even waste your time. I've been around too many of them. I know when they all the way, 100%, all the way gay. All right. So anyway, um, I would venture to say, you know, 50, per, I always said a joke. There was a lot of jokes that we said in this profession. Like if 50% of your team is gay, you're about to lose your season, <laughs> right? You're about to have a, you're about to rack up losses. Unless you were like at a school like Nebraska or something like that. Even then, even then they're, they're very unassuming. They'll have long hair and all that shit. They'll have long hair and you'll be like, oh, well, this one has long and she looks butch. It don't matter. It don't matter, guys. So um, if your team was overwhelmingly like he had a bunch of, I can't say the word, but if you had a bunch of bull daggers, if you will, you might win a lot of games. You might win a lot, all right? You might also lose because they will eat themselves from within, no pun intended. There's going to be a lot of drama. So if you do, it's a risk. So you got to curve a lot of drama. There will be couples on the team, couples. 
Like there will be players, there'll be couples. There'll be like four, six, six players, and they'll be paired off right the whole season. And what you don't want to happen is one or two of them break up. If they break up or in another one, they switch partners, it's a wrap. Just go ahead and cancel your season. You about to lose all your games. About to lose a bunch of games. So that's one part of it. You got half of your team doing that. And then some of them girls are trying to get some of those girls over. We call them turning them out. So the new freshmen will come in. The freshmen, the the junior uh, gay girls will try to turn out the, the, the new girl who's curious or straight. You'll have that. Then you'll have half the team trying to get with the men's basketball team. Right? They're trying to get with the men's team. And they're straight. And some of them are bi. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. It's crazy. And then add on to that, the coaches. Add on to that to the coaches. Now, I'm going to say, I have never been with any of my players. I have always drawn the line. I've always drawn the line. There's never been any crossover. Anybody who ever says or assumes it was, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It's just not even possible many times. You're going to get called out. They're actually looking for you to mess up and cross that step. What they're not looking for is the coaches, the female coaches. Okay, they're not looking for the female coaches. All right, I'm always, I can draw a clear line. People don't understand. I got very good sexual discipline. Okay. I got very good sexual discipline. Like I was able to run the fitness business for damn near a decade sleeping with no clients. All right, I don't need no puss. I need the job. I need the money. All right, I live with three female roommates, never slept with any of them. I can draw a clear line. You're, ask, you're asking for it. You're asking for it. Now, I will say I did partake on the campus, right? You can, I will part, I will go to the campus girls. <laughs> I will go to the campus girls. All right. So if you're on the campus, you're fair game. <laughs> you're on the sorority, the cheerleaders, you're fair game. You're on another sport, fair game. But not on your team. Not on your team. So with that being said, female coaches with their players is very common. Very, very common. It is super, it's, it's so common. I don't even know what to tell you. And it was always an undercurrent of it, especially if you knew if the coach was considered to be gay, right? If the head coach or the female coach was gay, actually seen it. And I've seen one of my coaches get fired. All right. On the spot when it was revealed that she had an inappropriate relationship with the player. All right. And the one coach was a, what I, we, we call a lipstick. Right. And she was one of the younger coaches. She, she had, I, I actually, I wasn't surprised that she was doing it. I actually kind of saw it was happening and I actually reported it. I actually reported it to a supervisor and I said, watch them. And I confronted them. And I said, y'all doing something here. Y'all need to cool it out. I notice it. I see it. So, um, and I confort, I confronted them on the road trip. And I actually went to a supervisor and I said, y'all probably need to watch them. All right. Now, I was on a road trip. I was on a road trip, a recruiting trip. And when I was on that trip, I was on a flight back to the school. Somebody said, he a snitch. I'm a snitch. Okay. Just go back and th look at Penn State. Look at the Penn State situation, okay? Look at the Penn State situation, and you will find that sometimes you got to protect your six. 
<laughs> right? You got to protect your six. Because if you don't say nothing and it, they find out you knew and that person says, well, he knew and he let it slide, you getting fired too. So just to let you know. So um, anyway, I went on a road trip, a recruiting trip. And um, when I when I got back to the airport, my phone was blowing up back in the day where you get on in the, in the airport and you turn on your phone. My phone's blowing up and I'm getting calls from who was my boss, my head coach. I'm getting calls from the assistant coach, the staff. They was like, call me as soon as you get in the office. I thought I was trying to get fired. <laughs> All right. I was like, what did they find out about me? They were like, call as soon as you get off the plane. I'm coming from a recruiting trip. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm nervous. My belly's dropping. I was like, they going to fire me. So um, called up and they was like, this coach got ex got found out when you was not at the when you was not when you were out of town. Fired on the spot, came back to the office. All this stuff was gone. So that fast. But this is common. The thing is, this is common in women's basketball coaches with players. Now, let's read the story here. So this is not surprising to me. At all. This is very common and uh, known within this industry. Says right here, Miami of Ohio women's basketball coach DeAndra Hendricks resigned Wednesday after intimate text messages revealed she and a player were in a relationship. And yes, this is a female player. Okay, this is a female player. All right, she's not coaching the men's team. Says right here, the university initially suspended Hendricks on April 20th per statement provided to the athletic the day after it reportedly discovered 180 text messages between Hendricks, age 38, and an unnamed player over an 11-day period. Um, I always said this wasn't worth it, not, not with players, no. 30 of the messages reportedly were considered intimate and included phrases such as, I love you, you're my baby, and I can't wait to squeeze you. Um, it says right here, Excuse me. It says one in one text exchange with the player, Hendricks referred a couple, referenced a couple who had been married for many years and added, doing this with you openly would be more than ideal. In a text dated April 6th, Hendricks wrote, Today is the day that my girl returns to me, and then noted that the airport will be clear of Miami women's basketball employees. Quote, the player also made intimate. Uh, comments during the text exchange, including professing her love for the coach. Okay. And it says right here, the university determined that the actions did quote, not constitute a violation of title nine or the university's sexual harassment or misconduct protocol. Interesting. Interesting. Now, if this was a guy and a girl, it probably would constitute a violation of title nine. If you know, and it says right here, but that Hendricks did violate the school's policy of consensual relationships between staff members and undergraduate students. Rather than going through a hearing, though, Hendricks resigned. All right, and so she gave a statement. She resigned. And um, just so you guys know, <clears throat> excuse me, just so you guys know, um, many times uh, people think this is a legal relationship, and it is not, all right? This is not an illegal relationship. It just violates university policies. And some universities have policies like this to protect uh, moral clauses and also protect the integrity of the university regarding grading. But it is common, unfortunately, for, or fortunately, that staff members, faculty may engage in, a, in consensual relationships with students 
it is not illegal. It's just unethical. People were like, call the police. They could no police are not getting involved in this. There's no there's no crime. Okay. But it's against the ethics of the university and so forth. But it's but when you think when you if you know I've worked on university campuses for a long, long time. Faculty do mess with students and students do pursue faculty members as part of 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 a college experience. Um, you know, whether you like it or not, I don't advise it. But it says right here, uh, Hendricks resignation. OK, whatever. OK, so she has a record of thirty five and eighty. And uh, what is it right here? And she went uh, 125 and 93 at high point. She was at another she was at another university. But this is common. It's common. And uh, I think they discovered it and reported it. Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you this? Many times universities won't report this story. And I'm going to tell you why. Anybody want to know why? Anybody can guess why you won't hear these stories typically reported in this manner. Can anybody guess why? All right. You might be on to something if you guess it. Somebody said not worth it. Recruiting. No. I mean, that has something to do with it, but no. Hurts the school rep. Nope. Grady says LG, LGBTQ against the agenda. Even women love the junior college reputation donations. All right. We got multiple people involved. Bad publicity. Blah, blah, blah. Rainbow. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Booster club. You'll lose money. I'll tell it. I'll tell it to you. The reason why, the number one reason why you don't hear these stories too much and people insinuate it, you're outing them sexually. You're outing the women. And let's just say these were two men. If no one knew that they were gay and now you've exposed them and outed them as gay, this can be considered, I don't know, this can be considered a lawsuit against the university. Right. Because nobody, her parents might not have known they were gay. The player on the team might not have known. Nobody might not have known that player to be gay. Like you've outed them. And so a lot of times, a lot of times that's a violation of their privacy. <laughs> I mean, weird. So what happens is they'll deal with it under the table. And all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, the coach left. She resigned. What happened? And nobody will know. There'll be rumors but nobody will know. And they'll be like, oh, I think she was, but nah. And then people, listen, normies do not think that these people are gay. They have no clue. So what will happen is they'll be like, oh, the coach was messing with a player. And they'll be like, a guy player? How? How is it a guy player? She's a women's coach. <laughs> okay. Obviously messing with a girl player on her team. And they'll be like, what? Her? I seen her in a dress. I seen her wearing lipstick. I seen her with her hair weave. I seen her dating somebody. She was married to a man. And yes, they'll be also dip, dip, diving and scissoring and lick them low lovers. Yes. So the reason why you don't hear it publicly out in these situations is because if they haven't come out as that and they were concerned about being outed as gay and protecting it for their own business purposes or whatever it is, and you outed them, and you name them, that could be a lawsuit back to the university. Could be. Could be. So um, I, I think those times are changing. I'm hoping they are. But yeah, just I guarantee you. Well, she resigned, so it, it, it won't matter. But she could maybe still have a case that, hey, you outed us. <laughs> right? It's crazy. 
And yeah, that's how I know I've been around these stories a lot. And they university just sweeps it under the rug. They go, well, we just not going to talk about this. Now I have heard men, men, male coaches who coach on the women's side doing this to women's players. So the male coach is married. He does it to a, one of his players and they put it in the, they put it out. They put the story out because there's no outing there. They'll be like, Oh, this head coach, there's several examples. I'm going to go through them, but, um, yeah, if it's a male coach with a female player, they'll put the story out. But if it's a female coach with a female player, softball, soccer, basketball, hockey, they'll keep that shit all under wraps. And anyway, let me see if there's super chats and then I'll get on with the rest of the show. I think we're at the main event. Yeah, we are. We are. All right, there's nothing on uh, Venmo. There's nothing on Cash App. There's nothing on PayPal. Somebody said, whack. Yep. Yeah, Bobby Petrino is an example of that. Um, even players on the own team. All right, there was one player. Um, um, there was one coach that had an affair with his player, his women's player. And um, something happened where the player, I can't remember what happened, but it was, I think it was a Florida school. And they put that shit right on out. All right. He actually was had to resign and he was married and he was messing with the point guard. And they put that story right on out. Oh, Pat Summons, Pat Summons' uh, son too. So Pat Summons' son did the same thing. He was messing with one of his players, and they put that story in the pictures right on out. Yep. Thank you for that, D. Smith. Yep. Pat Summons' son did the same thing when he was head coach, and uh, he messed with one of his players. I think she got pregnant too. I think she got pregnant. He knocked up one of his players, <laughs> so he he was bust. He was bugging. Somebody says Urban Meyer, Bobby Petrino. Yeah, if a guy does it, they will throw his ass. They will throw his ass out there. Uh, let's see here. Somebody says Michael Merriweather is Angel Reese Rainbow. I don't out people. It, see, look, I'm not going to be out here outing people. You got to do your own research. I'm not here to out people and tell you who's who. Uh, with that, I can get in trouble. Where are we at? Gaming Tech says CGA. He says, now you got to tell us what campus what campus were you the most successful uh, when I coach women? I know New Mexico was all gorditas. Mm, New Mexico had the ugliest chicks for sure. <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, but that's just the state of New Mexico. But, you know, they're all sometimes the freshmen and sophomore. But no, no, they, they New Mexico had the ugliest. Um, by far, the best looking campus was it um I would say the California schools, any of the California schools I was at? Do not go to New Mexico, man. New Mexico is garbage. 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 All right. That, I mean, you will go to New Mexico, and if you stayed there for a year, you would go to another state and wake up and be like, wow. Arizona State, by far the best school out there. Deadly Ellie, I support the female on male sexual assault, but only for sixes and up. And if it's done on me, please assault me, ladies. All right. That's what you're saying now. Be careful out here. Let's get to the main event. Engagement ring industry takes a massive hit. Is this an indicator? Is this an indicator that you're holding the line? Okay. Is this an indicator? Give me a second here. I got a text message here. All right. Got a message here. All right. Yes. All right. I got it. All right. Okay. 
So here we go. Right here, we got right here. Where are we going? First item up for bid. <laughs> All right, before we get to that story, is this story right here? I had to confirm something. Yeah, I had to. I had to confirm something. Remember when I said this? Remember? Uh, look at you guys. You guys are sitting here. You want someone to love. And here you go right here. But let me show you what this meme says. This is the meme from the guy. When you're stressed about money and your main financial burden comes to comfort you. When you're stressed about money and your main financial burden comes to comfort you. And I'm glad he's able to tell this joke. But that's the truth. See, this is what you see on Instagram. This is what you see at relationship goals. You see the good, fine, tender moments. You don't see that this man is getting stressed the hell out. And he's like, yes, I'm stressed about money. Oh, baby, I'll make it better. Mm. No, you're not going to make it better. The thing is, you're the problem, <laughs> right? You're, the, you're causing all of this. But love, right? Yeah, but love, right? And so this, this is the state of kind of relationships. Let's take you to this guy, and we'll, we'll we're leading up to the engagement ring. This brother right here. Uh oh, look at this brother right here. Uh oh, it looks like that's a short king. Shout out to the short kings. I do see a white man. Oh boy, that man looked like him, Mississippi. He married them nigger. All right, then nigger gonna marry my daughter. The bride's dad. Oh, man, man. Be careful what you wish for right here, brother. You walking into it. Let's let's watch the video here. The very unique surprise that the groom will never forget. William is five feet six. Amanda is six feet tall. And the height difference has always been a playful joke in the family. All right. Shout out the short king. He got him a big one. He got him a big, thick. Iowa stack woman, boy, oh boy. Look at this brother right here. Shout out to the short king. My brother went hogging. Oh, she a big thing right there. She a big old snow cow, I see. Shout out to him getting a Viking broad. I like Viking broads too. I definitely like Viking broads. <laughs> All right. All right. I definitely like Viking broad, but this is not a Viking, but this, this, is, a, this is a big one right here. He on snow cow territory. But shout out to the short king. I'm with it. I'm with it. Here we go. Corn fed. Yes. Got him a corn fed Missouri chick. All right. Shout out to it. She not fat. She big boned it. She big boned it. So for their wedding day, Amanda and her dad, Rusty, planned a surprise that they said they laughed about for weeks before the wedding. Me by the laws of the state of Louisiana and as a minister of the gospel, I now pronounce that you are husband and wife. You may kiss. All right. So look, I mean, she a big Viking, big old broom Hilda German chick. All right. Hey, I ain't, I ain't mad. She going to get bigger though, man, boy, her, she's a spreader. She definitely a blimper. Hey, check this out. Shout out to her for settling for her short, not settling. She's not even settling. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. For choosing a short king. All right. I you, listen, we could talk bad about this, but I'm a big up her. At least, at least she chose the man she really loves. You gotta, you gotta let them have it. Shout out to him. My man looked like he was the pimping back in the day, though. I bet you, I bet you at this wedding, he had four family members show up. And that's only because 
the destination was too far away. Like his whole family couldn't drive in. Like his aunts couldn't come. His whole family. He got four people on his side and she got 50, 11 people on that. Mm. All right. But he going to climb and mount that. He mounting that today, boy. Shout out to him. That's a big one. All right. Let's continue here. She is pretty. She pretty. She pretty big. All right. But um, no, I mean, she's a good looking gal. Of course, you guys got to understand this is with full makeup. All right. But she's not bad. She's not bad. This is, a, this is a good one. He ain't even showing his teeth. He's scared. That's why. He's scared. Him scared. <laughs> oh, he was showing his teeth right there. Oh, oh. oh, look at it. Oh, we love a good love story. Hey, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Niggas always got to show they teeth. All right. He had his homeboys there. Look at this. This is true love. This is the greatest, second greatest love story on YouTube, on my channel. See, I like this story. <laughs> Amanda told us she hopes people don't make life so serious. Oh, because man. Because you'll never regret the moments you spent laughing. Man, she's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Calm down. Calm down. I can tell she fell all the way down the Chad ladder. She fell all the round. <laughs> she lost out on lots of chads, bro. You know, you realize how many men she had to pass up to get to this ninja right here, and she's sucking his face down. She about to eat this ninja. She gonna be like, "Hey, uh, are you coming to the wedding dinner?" He gonna be like, "I'll be at the wedding dinner. What's for dinner?" Then she gonna be like, "You ninja, it's you." Yeah, that brother's starving. What's for dinner? And that's you. She wolfing them down. My Lord. Oh, my gosh, boy. I'm telling you, man. Hey, you know what's funny? I actually dated a chick just like this. All right. That's probably what we look like out in public. People probably was like, what in the hell? She was literally six foot one. I dated a chick kind of like this. It was just like this. She was six foot one, kind of corn fed like this. People, people probably was like, what? And she was like this too, aggressive as hell. Bending me backwards, trying to give me a kiss. Laughing <laughs> with the people you love. Oh, my goodness. She aggressive. Uh-oh. We got some Kayleys. We got some flatbacks in the back. We definitely got flatbacks in the back. We got Taylor Swift in the back here. Shout out to Taylor Swift. This bride's dad has a very unique surprise that the groom will never forget. William is five feet six. Amanda is six feet tall. And the height difference has always been a playful joke in the family. So for their wedding day, Amanda and her dad, Rusty, planned a surprise that they said they laughed about for weeks before the wedding. Uh-oh, look at him. Hey, shout out to him. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right, he's showing teeth. Look at him. Hey, black women. <laughs> she got that Nordic blood. Dad was big. Hey, sisters, have you ever seen a brother smile this big? When he was around you. Question sisters. Uh, is love always wins here? Sisters. Have you ever. Seen a black man around you. Smiling like this in your presence. I bet you you haven't. <laughs> Ninjas only smile like this. Oh look she said yes. Yeah. Ninjas only smile like this. When they with. When they with uh, a big leg blonde. Ninjas always gotta show they 
<laughs> state of Louisiana, and as a minister of the gospel, I now pronounce that you are husband and wife. You may kiss. All right, all right. Oh, man. Amanda told us she hopes people don't make life so serious oh, because you'll never regret the moments you spent oh, laughing God. with the people. Man, lately, I've been seeing a lot of men. I've been seeing a lot of men getting devoured by women lately. What is going on, ladies? Are y'all this starving out here? All right, let's go back to this guy with this gordita. Women out here starving. They thirsty. Look at this. Look. Look at this. What is going on, ladies? What is going on out here? Look. Y'all devouring brothers out here. Brothers, it's hard being us. It's hard being us. These women all over the place, and especially interracial relationships, Latinas, white women out here trying to devour ninjas like we a treat. All right. They out here like it's barbecue in there. They thirsty as hell. All right, man, this is crazy. This brother right here getting devoured by that Viking. All right, let's get into it right here. All right. The engagement ring, the suffering, the marriage ring and the suffering. David Bridles fresh off the heels of David Bridles bankruptcy for the second time and massive layoffs. Closing up stores, remaining some store. Oh, bro, all stores remaining open, they say. But the industry is crumbling right up under our feet. And now it has been revealed that the engagement ring industry is taking a fat L. All right. And there's going to explain why. But you know why? It's because men are holding the line. I'm sure they're going to blame men in the article. I haven't read it yet. An engagement gap is to blame for a sharp drop in ring sales. America's largest jeweler says, hello. Hello. Men aren't stupid no more. All right. They're not stupid. The largest jewelry company in the U.S., Signet Jeweler, says its engagement ring sales dramatically decreased. Gone. The company's president said a decline in dating during the pandemic caused an engagement gap. Oh, of course, the pandemic. Remember when I've been telling you they're always going to blame stuff on the pandemic. No, it was dude. The pandemic was an opportunity to get together. There was lots of fornication during pandemics. The same people wearing masks were fornicating. It says right here, this news comes off David Bridles filed filing a bankruptcy. Let's get to the story. The year 22. 2022 saw a wedding boom, but that may be coming to an abrupt end, according to data from America's biggest jewelry company, Signet Jeweler, Jewelers, which is the parent company for Cage Jewelers, Jarrett's, and Zales. Didn't realize they were all under the same company, but now it makes sense. Reveals its sales for engagement rings dramatically decreased in 2023's fiscal year. I don't know how you have a. Is this quarter one? I don't get it. The outlet reported that Signet's president and chief consumer officer, Jamie Singleton, spoke on a declining sales at Signet Jewelers Investors Day on April 18th, citing an engagement gap as the cause of the decline. As CNN reported, Signet Singleton pointed out that there was a sharp decline in dating in 2020. And as a result of the pandemic and couples getting engaged after 3.25 years of dating, on average, based on 
internal company research. Mm. No, dating industry is dead overall, but you're going to have to catch up because next year's numbers are going to look just like this. Because many people weren't dating for much of the year in 2020, is this even true? This is actually false. There were fewer couples getting engaged in 2022, and Signet expects the same for the duration of 2023. So she even, I think Jamie's a she, I don't, I'm not sure. He, she, let's call them them, they. Them, they says that dating is dead. All right. Dating died, and it's not going to catch up. Okay, this is not going to be a trend to reverse itself. Yep, they're blaming the pandemic. So what happened over the past, so what had happened is, look, so what had happened was, mm. nah, dudes don't want to date. Dating, Dating's dead, all right? It's dead for most people. So what's happening over the past couple of years is what we anticipated and what we planned for. Nope. The engagement jewelry sales were lackluster in fiscal 2023, and we expect them to remain so for the balance of the fiscal 2024 year. The loss is huge for Signet as 50% of its overall sales comes from bridal, according to CNN. So David's bridal, number one, engagement rings, K, Jarrett's, and, and uh, what was the other one? Whatever it was. Gone, wiped off. The outlet also reported that Singleton said Signet's engagement ring sales will need to increase by 25% by 2026 to reach the levels of engagement they saw before the scandemic. Sales, thank you, yes. Singleton's announce, announcement comes on the heels of David Bridal's filing for bankruptcy. So even, I know people, I know people, we're going to say you red pill guys are going to tie in David's bridles into the story. They tied it in guys. Look, they tied it in. Do not blame us. They tied it together and they're still acting stupid. Singleton's announcement comes off the heels of David bridles filing for bankruptcy and laying off 9,000 employees pointing the trouble for the wedding industry as a whole in the wake of the pandemic. I've been telling you this for a long time. They're going to blame pandemic for everything, and I disagree. But Singleton is optimistic. Engagement ring sales will return to pre-pandemic numbers based on the dating patterns the, the dating patterns the company is seeing. What, reading Rainbow? Y'all ready for this? They out here. The Rainbow people are going to be ones marrying up. As people begin, I'm oh, sorry, as people begin getting back out after the lockdowns, I'm sorry. <laughs> we monitored the return of dating. She said she's a she. According to CNN, dating, in fact, is up 8% to pre-COVID numbers. All right. That's what she says. All right. But I'm sure they definitely blamed a lot of us. It is all Jermaine Fowle. It's always Jermaine Fowle. Yeah, man. But the problem is the Generation Z, are they out here dating? A lot of the millennials, they're too broke to date. You got, yeah, nah, yeah, she's talking about 8% up from pre-COVID. Nah. <laughs> nah. I ain't seeing all of that. But what is this signaling? It's signaling that we were right all along. This is the trend. This is the direction. Thus, you must have a plan that this is going to be the direction. Not a lot of people are even looking to even cohabitate. 
They're not even looking to establish dating. We are hearing this a lot. Now, when I'm out in the real world and not on the internet, dating is occurring, but it's not occurring the way people want it to be. And there's leading to a lot of frustration. If people can't even establish good dating habits, how do you get to marriage and engagement and least to marriage and engagement authentically to where you get an engagement ring and a wedding dress? So those numbers are falling off. They will continue to fall off. And this person's optimistic, but they actually are looking for a Hail Mary. All right. If you noticed it, the Hail Mary was in the story. All right. She said, come with me. Hail Mary. Watch the Hail Mary. She said, we need to increase by 25% by 2026. There's the Hail Mary. Okay. Yeah, we need a complete reversal <laughs> of our fortunes because 50% of our sales comes from this. And she's giving it three years from 2023 to 2026. We need to increase. We need a miracle. All right. We need a miracle. Sad. Good luck. That, I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. I think I think at least uh, some of those prices need to come down significantly. So if, if people are against this uh, particular message, I get it. But don't blame us. We've been holding a line and we wanted some fairness and we've been ironing out what the problems are. And it seems to always get passed to us or somebody else. How come the women never take themselves accountable? They couldn't find husbands because they couldn't find someone on their level or above their level. They couldn't find economically attractive men. They couldn't try men who had good jobs and careers in their own home. They couldn't find men that um, uh, didn't like video games. Okay. They couldn't find men that would uh, take dating seriously. They couldn't find men that were. It's always Jermaine's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. It was the pandemic. We was locked up. You Sex was going crazy during the pandemic. All right, people were hooking up like crazy. Hookup culture, they'll blame guys. Guys aren't serious. They're afraid of commitment. They're too cold feet. It's everybody's fault but them. What about these excessively high standards that many women have? Okay, we, we've been telling you the six feet tall. This, this stuff is excessively high. I'm glad Broomhilda got him a short... Got her, got her a short king. More women need to go and open themselves up to that. But they don't want to. No, nah, I can't see that. Bad. Yeah, look at the family courts. Um, uh, it is said that, um, just some divorce statistics here, that uh, many of the people who are marrying have already had a divorce. <laughs> they already had a divorce. I think the statistic is, and don't quote me, um, 40% of all marriages, 40% of all marriages have at least one divorce, one divorce. A. So 40% of all marriages has at least one person that has previously been married and divorced. Yeah. If y'all listen, y'all hang in your hat. Just look at it. She wants 25% increase by 2026. You're hanging your hat that divorcees are going to double down and get married. I'm not going to rest my hat on that one. Let me see if I can pull up the stat. I might have misquoted it, but uh, let me see if I can pull up the stat. I think, um, let me see here. Let me see if I can pull it up. And I'll, because I, I want to share it. I know people don't think it's right. I actually did a video on this. I did a video on this. So I think I read it before. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a couple that's going to get divorced. Let me see here. 
Let's see here. Cohabitation. They're talking about moving in. All right. Parents relationships. All right. We talking about that. Okay. All right. I ain't going to find it. They got like 50, 11 bullet points here. All right. Addiction, mental illness. All right. Oh, uh, we might be getting close here. All right. Uh, parents and previously married. All right. There we go right there. Financial effects. All right. Shit. I ain't going to find it. All right. I didn't find it. There's like 128 bullet points here and I can't look at it. I can't find it. But it sounds about right. Who knows? Who knows? It sounds about right. Mental health. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Anyway, sounds about right. But yeah, uh, it's going to be difficult because now you got to depend on Generation Z getting married. All right. I thought I saw it. I didn't see it. All right. But uh, other than that, this is the end of the day show. We're going to be back in the morning. Yeah, I was trying to look forward. Anyway, shout out to the coach guy. I got to get these super chats. How about I do that? Shout out to Neo Mass says Pearly and Coach. All right. I think that's what we would look like. <laughs> we would look like if we did get married. Uh, the height discrepancy is quite substantial. I believe she's in the six foot range. All right. But uh, uh, <laughs> that would be Pearly and whoever she's marrying, but it's not going to be me. It is not going to be me. All right, so I'm not definitely not in that marketplace. <laughs> We're doing, no, it's not blue chip tomorrow. It's We got our brother here. Let me see if I can say your name. You're going to be the last one on the chat. We got our brother, no government name. He says, what do you think of orthodox marriage? Do you think, when do you think orthodox marriage will make a return and come back into the U.S.? Will it be Gen Alpha or later? Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to come back on these conditions, on these conditions, war, war three, <laughs> economic collapse of epic proportion, a plague, a religious awakening, and or mass terrorist event or a mass immigration. That's when it's coming out. That's when it's going to come back and turn around. You're going to have to have one or two. And eventually one, two or three of them will be connected to each other. So immigration could be a big signaler, meaning that you have a lot of people coming in. They have traditional families. They could lead a direction of those people going to traditional families, right? That could be number one. Uh, I know that immigrants in this country are kicking America's ass right now. You want to We're going to extend the show. Immigrants in this country are kicking ass. America's asses right now. And they're going to supplant the common America. I've been preaching about this for a long time. They're going to sub. They're the new Americans. These are people coming from Asia countries, Africa. Um, India, Israel, South America, Central America. Now, you compare that to the average everyday run-of-the-mill trailer park piece of trash in America, all of these uh, uh, Winnie Boo Boo, all right, whatever the, her name was, all of these overweight Americans, lazy, shuffling, the many community organizers that are running around here talking about reparations, 
gangbangers shooting up uh, parties and neighborhoods, lack of marriage, instability, people waiting for a uh, the the windfall from the American government to cure their ills like student loan debt. Guys, if you're in student loan debt, you're in divorce debt, and you're in uh, financial debt, consumer debt, you're useless to this country other than being a slave. Honey boo-boo. Thank you. Winnie boo-boo, honey boo-boo. You guys are, uh, I, I hate to say this, you guys are useless other than being what I consider a cog. You don't have the skill. You don't have the drive. You don't have the, you have vic uh, victimhood mentality. You also have entitlement running rampant. And you didn't take advantage of a clear advantage, right? A clear advantage that you had across the world. So much so that immigrants are flooding they're opening up the floodgates, also letting in potential people who can do harm. They're buying up your land. They're buying up your land. While you're sitting here waiting for the government to figure it out and give you a windfall, people are coming over, taking advantage of your education system, reaching high. Um, if you go to a medical school, go to a medical school, a top-notch medical school, and see who the students are. See who your doctors are. Go to a doctor, a hospital, facility. See who the people are who are actually coming out here buying homes in Southern California. They're not the typical run-of-the-mill American. This is all foreign dominated. Now, what does that mean for you? You, uh, those foreigners that could be here, they are not going to be foreigners in two generations, which is the equivalent of 50 years. These people will be second and third generation. If not, they're fourth or fifth generation. They're Americans now. So they're going to be like, hey, we're Americans. I was born in America. My, my family was here in America. My grandparents came here as immigrants. They sacrificed. They opened up a donut store. They paid for my college. I went to doctor school. They're going to be kicking your asses. They're, they're demolishing you right now. It ain't even close. And every time I hear some goofball say pay off student loan, pay off reparations, I'm like, you don't realize how so far off you are. I feel sad for you. I don't feel sad for you. I'm like, you guys are missing by a country mile. I don't care if you think you deserve it. You way off. <laughs> you way off the radar of even trying to get you and your kids and your kids' kids into a competitive level with the new generations because you're going to have these people be immigrants and these people will be second and your kids' kids and your kids' um, friends will be second, third generation immigrants who they didn't have a family member that was here prior to 2003 and your dumb ass is going to be talking about Vietnam War President Nixon um feminism <laughs> you'll be talking about um you'll be talking about uh Lyndon Baines Johnson reparations you're going to sound like a moron you know why cuz they're not going to care about any of that that history is irrelevant to them. They're going to be like, President Nixon, gold standard. What? 
<laughs> Civil Rights Acts, slavery. <laughs> they, go, they will not care, bro. They don't give a shit. It won't apply to them. They weren't here. They don't give a F about that. And they're going to wonder why, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> why didn't you do anything about it? We were here. We showed up in the year 2006. And look at us now. Second generation. By 2030, this is the second, third generation of people who showed up here. By 2060, guys, and that's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Yeah, Rosie the Riveter, uh, pay gap. You guys are way off the radar. Just letting you know. I'm not saying that you're irrelevant and your feelings don't matter in whether you should get it or not, but you are wasting your breath. I wish I can translate that, but you make that, I know, you feel a certain way about it. And you're like, well, the Japanese in World War II got reparations. I'd be like, sheesh. Name a Japanese game. <laughs> the Jews got reparations. Name a Jewish game. Can't. Okay, so let's move forward. I wish you can get that. You, you, but, but people are stuck. Even the college student loan thing, to me, it's bizarre. Somebody says Chicago. I can name 100 gangs in the inner city. Okay, but here's the thing. You guys are looking at it at the wrong rate. Because you're not being throttled by Americans. You're being throttled by the system. And you're being throttled by immigrants. They're going to kick your ass for sure. And it's going to be quietly creeping upon you. <laughs> right? You can name a whole bunch of inner city gangs, though. So anyway, man, look, just, just apply that to it. I, I wish it would be better conversations to be had than this. But I'm telling you as a man that um, I've been around. I've been around when I lived in Orange County. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it says learn the code. I used to when I was in Orange County, they were sending their kids to coding camps. Have, do you send your kids to coding camps? <laughs> right now, let's just say half of the kids take on coding. We know coding is important uh, because that's going into our digital technology. These people were going to coding camps. They weren't going to the Boys and Girls Club. So somebody said it's too late. I, I venture to say, <laughs> I don't want to say it's too late, but these kids have been going to coding camp since third grade. Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And they've been going to coding camp since the beginning. It's a part of their nature, right? They'll, they'll put up an Instagram page and they'll do a shoot flip page right on your, right on your neck. And these will be immigrants. They will be people who have second generation Americans. They'll put that shit up so fast. You only you, you you flipping shoes from your trunk. Right. He says, I'll say it, coach, it's too damn late. Yep, they're flying drones. I know kids, I know two kids that are 15 and six. No, they're 15, uh, twins. They they have a pilot's license, <laughs> right? They fly planes and they've been flying planes for a long time. Since they were like 10. And I see that shit. And I'm like, what? And they're two suburban kids. They're mixed. The mom's European. The father's black. They fly planes. And they're teenagers. 
I mean, I'm I'm watching this shit. I'm like, man, boy, y'all y'all behind, bro. <laughs> y'all people are behind while you're sitting here tearing up your Chicago grocery store. They can fly planes. It is one of those things where you have to give your kids, you have to give your kids this idea that, you know, if you want to be average, be average. But I say average are the first losers. That's you're just first in line loser. You're just the top loser. I, I'm not average and I never want to achieve being average. I don't want to even big up average people. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it's okay to be average. No. It's okay for you to be average, but people be wanting you to big up average people. Okay, stay average, but I'm not going to big you up to make you feel better. It's okay for me to live with my parents till I'm 30. Okay, all right, go do that then. It is what it is. Do, do you, boo? Do you, homie? Somebody says, I can't get a private pilot's license until 16. What state are you in? Did I say private pilot's license? They're they're flying with an instructor. Come on, man. But do your digging if you want. <laughs> do your digging. They can fly the plane with an instructor. All right. But it is what it is. And they've been doing this since uh, they've been doing this since they've been very young. In fact, the conversation I've been telling you about is that they um, that they are their families trying to push them to go to the Air Force Academy because of airplanes. They've been doing it. All right. Don't try to make me out to be a liar. Go. But that's you. All right. <laughs> I know what they've been doing. I see it. All right. There's nothing you can say about it. I know for sure that they fly planes. But um, anyway. Anyway. Stop. Stop striving to be average. I just don't accept being average. I don't accept it. But but a lot of people want me to big them up. For being average. It's OK to shoot low and hit. All right. That's what you want to do. Somebody says people that live at home with their parents save so much. Once they get out here, it's easy for them. That's that's false. That's false. <laughs> right. That is false. That's not what people do when they live with their parents. Overwhelming, overwhelmingly, they do not do that. That's a myth. I want you to know that that is a myth. They don't save shit when they live on there and they most likely ain't going to go above and beyond and stack chips. That is false. Do not believe that shit. They don't save a goddamn thing. They'll be out there being a subway manager and they'll be like, this is good enough. <laughs> All right. That's that average theory shit that does not exist. They don't save a goddamn thing. Now, there's some that do. Most of them do not. And another thing is most of them parents that have their kids living with them are down bad, too. Most of the parents that have their kids living with them are down bad, too. So it's not like the parents go to work and they got two jobs, the mom and the dad going to work. They're both they're both doing well, making over six figures and the kids just stacking chips. Small, small percentage, small percentage. The rest of people got uh, parents just sitting up, sweating, saving with that ceiling fan swirling during the summer so as to not run their swamp cooler or their air conditioning. And the parents sitting in that damn recliner or a chair getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The parents are dependent on these kids. Matter of fact, we just showed, shared the story of parents losing their retirement because of their kids living with them. I shared this on the last blue chip. People aren't saving money. They're not. 
The kid will do this. <laughs> the kid will do this. The parent will say, pay me $300 in rent. Okay, pay me $300 in rent. Um, you know, um, you know they, they're still paying their car insurance. And the kid will do this. That means I only need to make $1,000 a month. I only need to make $1,000 a month. Instead of going, I can make $5,000 a month and stack and get out of my situation. They'll make $1,000 and they'll say, well, this is all I need to do. This is all I can find. They won't shoot for the stars. They won't shoot for the stars. They won't be like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to get on top. They'll just stay right there. They'll be like, okay, all I need is $1,200 a month. I got all my bills covered. 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Now, they don't realize that that five-year gap that they gained changed their circumstances overnight, right? Now, that's five years. Okay, living off $1,500 ain't going to cut it, right? Like, what? Now, you're only making $1,500 take home, but five years went by. Rap. That dude is basically, or that girl or that dude is disqualified. They have now reached below average standards. Below average. And inflation's not helping either. Inflation's not helping. I don't think, you know, we do have a guy that doesn't believe in inflation. But inflation is just simply the rise of cost in, in relationship to um, the previous years re re related to people's income. All right, we got layoffs coming up. And then we do have rising costs. Let's just call it rising costs, <laughs> okay? The cost of everything has went up significantly. They're reporting it at um, they're reporting it at nine percent. I believe it's twenty five percent. I believe it's twenty five. Some instances thirty percent. It's outrageous out here. It is outrageous. People have to take uh, consider buying a home with a four year minimum. We're not going to get into all that. And if you haven't seen your income increase at that rate, whatever the rate of is inflation, somebody says try 30%. If your if your if your income has not increased enough to um enough to overcome the inflation, you are losing money. You're you're taking a hit. You're never going to be able to be self-sufficient ever. Cuz you're never going to catch up. Your rate your income needs to be almost, you need to be 10x in your income. You need to be 10x in your income, and you can do it. I'm just letting you know it's possible. It seems impossible, but it is very possible. Pro Man says the world is sick of ninjas. Ninjas don't know it. They won't accept it. They're, the writing's on the wall. They keep saying it. They don't like us. Get the, get the hint then. <laughs> I mean, look, if you take the hint, then you can make another plan. But what you're doing is spending time to get them to like you. Okay, they don't like me. What can I do about that? A lot. <laughs> right? right? You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't like us. So what? Somebody says the real inflation number. Some people are saying multiply 160% for vehicles, MSRP, and so forth. Um, somebody says, how do I 10x my income? You can start on the money mindset. Start on the money mindset. We're not going to talk about it here. But think about this. You can, you can 
save, you can make a hundred grand before you save it. You can re you can make a hundred grand before you save a hundred grand. Who believes that? Who believes that? Very, very possible that that's true. So if you're out here trying to peace yourself, you make $20,000 a year. You live with your parents. You're trying to peace, 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 peace. And save all your energies trying to save 100 grand. You need to switch your mentality to make 100 grand. You need to switch your mentality to I need to make 100 grand. That's easier. <laughs> it's way easier. Now, unless you had a crypto boom or something like that, that's out of the, out of the norm. But you can flip it. Just go boom. Just, just switch directions. But it is a mind shift that many people will not make. First thing you have to do is give up the victimhood shit. And you have to just say, I don't give a shit who don't like me. All right? I'm already there. Maybe it's because I'm an older gentleman. I'm an older guy. People really be thinking, I think, I think about what they think about me. Well, if you had that much time to care, I appreciate that. But it doesn't really matter. It's interesting to me, but it's not interesting to me to make that matter because I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys, what people think about you. Stop stop getting people to like you. They like our culture, but they don't like us. Okay, what can we do about that, man? It is what it is. And here's the other thing about people who acquire wealth. It's lonely at the top. Don't you realize they don't like nobody. They don't like their neighbors. They don't like other people, period. And if you think this is about liking you, you're wrong. They don't give a shit about even their neighbors. They be suing their neighbors left and right. They just, huh, huh, behind placate. They hide from them neighbors. They pull up, and if their neighbors are walking out of the house, they sit in the car. <laughs> They run out real quick and run in the house. They close their garage on their neighbors. They close the gate on their neighbors. They build a fence up around their neighbors, <laughs> right? They don't give a damn about them. If you think that's a part of the game, you already losing. You got to be ahead of the game. You got to not, your feelings don't matter in this world. So anyway, shout out to JC says, it's not too late for some I became a software engineer at 40. There you go, brothers. But would you say they need to get on top of it now? Would you say that? I would say that, yes, you can learn this. And um, it's something I learned the code to build websites all by myself. I didn't take any classes, but I stayed indoors a lot. I watched videos. I did a lot of practicing. So um, I've lost a lot of that, like any language. But um, I learned how to go into websites and go into the coded area and put in my brackets to change colors of shit and to put in this and put a banner up. I used to spend lots of times that I would buy books. Okay. It takes a lot of work, but you guys, it's not going to be osmosis. Yeah. JavaScript. I learned that actually would just copy paste trial and error, make mistakes, get frustrated, go back and learn. And all of those things Help me with YouTube. Every single thing that you see me easily being able to do and on the side with my and Instagram, all that by, by the time social media came around, it was the perfect storm for me because everything I was already doing, this was like the perfect storm. So I was already editing films for 
um, basketball scouting, recruiting videos, and so forth. Editing is not a big deal. I used to spend hours at night in my office at bas- in basketball offices editing videos. So by the time you get to an editor, I was like, this is, I, I've already been doing this. Talking in front of people, speaking, delivering, you know, talking about this, designing. Like, this is the perfect storm for me. So you guys got to understand where the shit is going and apply yourself. We got our no government name. People talk bad about the little hats, but they start teaching their kids about money at the age of four and five. I will start my kids at five as well. My dad started with me at age 10. Shout out to you. And do you know my joke about the small hats? You know my joke about the small hats. I'll tell you my joke. Um, by the way, somebody says uh um uh something about coding. What are the closures? The enclosures are gonna be your that little arrow, arrow that way, that the way with your um your backslash and all of that stuff. That's why I type I type an example of me using coding is when I type in the mid in the morning, I pin that super chat. I pin that uh, PayPal right to the beginning. HTP, semicolon, backslash, backslash, paypal.me, backslash, goes Greg Adams. All right. Boom. That's like normal to me to be able to type that. All right. Because I've been typing shit like that for a long time. Boop, 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 boop. A lot of people were like, how do I pin this? <laughs> how do I type in? Yep. Your backwards arrow, frontwards arrow, backslash. But that HTTP dot semicolon dot dot semicolon backslash backslash. These are all examples of what you would do when you would code just doing JavaScript. But a lot of people don't know. But by the way, here's my joke. Here's my joke. And I heard this at a bar mitzvah. Brackets. I heard this at a bar mitzvah. Are you ready? You guys have heard this before. Bar mitzvah joke. So the bar mitzvah happens at what age? 13? 13? 13? Yes. So the bar mitzvah joke goes like this. During a young small hats boy's bar mitzvah, it is this first opportunity to learn that he probably will not be on an NBA team. He probably will own the team. That was their joke. It is first is it, it is his first realization that he won't be on an NBA team that he will probably own the team. And they nice yucked that shit up and was laughing and ha ha and then kiki and then sniggling. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, he will likely be the owner of the team before he's a player. And that's the mindset that at 13, they tell him. Guess what? Give up your goal of being the top athlete, the all-county, getting a scholarship. You don't need a scholarship. We saved the money. Matter of fact, your money from your bar mitzvah, covering your college education, we're going to put it in savings. You can start a little side business while you're in high school. And now you need to focus on this. And there's no cho- there's no there's no negotiating. But that reality is a mind shift. That's a blue chip. That's a blue chip. They're like, okay, yep. Did you have fun on your fourth grade flag football team? You were the little star. You were cute out there. 
But now, this is what you are going to do. <laughs> right? This is what you are going to focus on. We're going to teach you how this money works. We're going to teach you how this we're going to teach you how we protect this money. We're going to teach you a side business so that when you're in college, when you're in high school and college, you're going to be already earning money. These guys will be in high school and college. They'll be in high school making $2,000 a month with a side hustle. $2,000 a month with a side hustle. These guys. after the And with money in the bank. With money in the bank. They'll have already money in the bank from their bar mitzvah. They have only touched a portion of it. Then they'll have, be making $2,000 a month just chilling in high school. Then when they get to college, they'll be making four or $5,000 a month, <laughs> right? On some side hustle shit, on some business, on some Bitcoin. And then when they get out of school, they hell ain't ever going to take no job for no less than what they've been making. They ain't never going to make, they like, what? $5,000 a month? That ain't going to cut it. $4,000, $3,000? Nope. No. But many of us, many of us, we go, I'm going to take this teaching job, and it pays $2,500 a month. Then 10 years down the line, your payment went up slightly. <laughs> it went up slightly. Now you're making $3,500 a month, and you had to go back to school. You had to get a, go to night school, get some debt. Because your job that you took is you're the primary earner with that in income. So you take a job. Instead, now, now you'll be like, there's got to be some small hat teachers. There are, and they're female. And it's their second income. It's their second income. Meaning that the woman got married, and then she's a teacher, and she makes teacher salary, but her husband makes good money. <laughs> so... Yeah, there are some that teach, but they're not going, I'm going to be a teacher, strong, independent, and I'm going to be solo and then complain about how teachers don't get paid money. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. So, yeah, there are some that teach, but it's not the primary income. Overwhelmingly, in general, it's not the primary income. It would be the secondary income. All right. So, it, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it is it's a whole mindset shift that I'm trying to just give it to you like this because you would rather hear this from me. You would rather hear this from me than what the real world is going to tell you because the real world isn't going to tell you anything that I'm telling you. They don't want you to know. It's not intentional, but it just helps them for, that you don't know. It helps them. They're, you're less competitor. You're not a competitor. They're not going to just tell you the secrets because... Create your own secrets. You need to start off, and this starts at the family. You got to start at the family. It starts at the family level, unfortunately. Um, and people don't even have the family level established. It's not even the I showed you that wonderful father that was showing his daughter how to um, determine what caliber bullet she had in her hands. He was trying. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Can you make up the gap? Yes, but it gets difficult. You got to climb uphill. But it starts at the family level first. But people who get divorced, uh, single mothers, single fathers, co-parenting, you've already stacked the deck against your kids, okay? You've stacked the deck against your children. Unfortunately. Let's just call it what it is. You just made it harder for them. By being selfish and thinking small and short term. If you have child support, you just stack the deck against that kid. 
stacked it. If you're co-parenting, you just stack the deck against that kid. You divorce, stack the deck. Single mother, you almost demolished the kid's chances. Demolished it. You basically just imploded it. You gave them almost little to no chance. Little to no chance as a single mother. As a single father, they have a way better chance. But it's not the best chance. All right? Because it's difficult to be a provider and be able to nurture your kids. All right? So just on that level. You've already just in disabled your kid's chance to be what it becomes. Because, again, if you're a single mother and you put your kids in daycare, I hate daycare. If you're a single mother, shout out to you guys. You're just going to you're just basically making a lesser, lesser able body American. But that's you. If you put your kids in daycare all summer long so you can go to work. Well, I have to. I have no choice or oh, whatever. Or you put them in YMCA and you put them in Boys and Girls Club. I don't have great respect for any of these after after school daycare. You just demolished your kids chance in comparison to the rest of the country's top performing Americans. You just shot your kids self in the foot <laughs> off the rip. Well, there's nothing wrong with daycare. Of course, if you want to be average, there's nothing wrong. But you know what these other people are doing? They're going to the Poconos. They're going to summer camp. They're learning to do their 4-H'ing. They're boys and girls clubs. They tying knots and bows. They doing arm, army ammunition, survival, camping. Um, they're have the, they have these uh, cotillions. They're doing coding camps. There was a thing that I can't remember. They're doing, they're, they're doing uh, right? You, but your kid is in daycare, Ninja. Yep, they're doing Kumon, tutoring, word problems, SAT prep. Oh, that's too much pressure for your kid. Go be average then, <laughs> okay? You don't need all that. Okay, go be average then. You don't need it. You don't need none of it. Oh, it's overrated. Okay, don't do it then. <laughs> yep, they doing junior lifeguards. Junior lifeguards at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, there was another thing that um they're doing um little um yep stay broke then well I don't, I don't know what to tell you. you you don't need all that shit oh that ain't gonna matter okay just 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 just, just, just. see all the things they're doing up front you guys are gonna do on the back end you're gonna become an adult you're gonna put braces on your face then you're gonna go to night school then you're gonna do all this shit while juggling you're gonna go to college take remedial classes for a year and a half <laughs> right. All the shit that these people know and they're speeding by you when they get to college. They got 18 credit hours in college. They show up freshman year with 18 hours of AP college courses. They jump right into their major their sophomore year. They graduate in three years or three and a half. Yo ass takes six years. Three to transfer from the junior college. <laughs> Yo. Now, that's what the elites that's what the top of the top are doing. I've seen it, and it is what it is. And they do this in a compound. So don't just do one. They've been doing these in a compound on top. Of course, you're going to say, well, are they happy, though? Their depression's up. They do recreational drugs. So does your kid. They get, your kid smokes weed for the last 12 years, and he started at 13. Mm. In the fifth grade. Your kid been smoking weed since the fifth grade, and you don't even know about it. So I want to hear shit. Yep, they go into magnet schools, private schools, it compounds. All of these things compound because they do it for years and years like that. Then you show up 
one year. <laughs> All right. Somebody says, what's junior lifeguards? Junior guards is uh, something in Southern California in Orange County where they take these kids. They take these kids. Um, Hold on for a second. They take these kids and what they do is um, they take them through a safety course of being uh, surrounded by the ocean. And so they test them. They do conditioning. They do exercises in the sand and the beach. They spend, you know, half of their day at the beach. And what they do is they teach you how to be safe in the gym. I mean, in the in the water. Right. So while your kid can't swim. While your kid can't freaking swim, they're jumping off piers into the ocean. And no, this isn't just white folks. All right. So what they do is they take these kids at a young age and the big test is to jump off the pier into the ocean. Okay. And that is a rite of passage. It's an, it's something that the kids can look for to challenge them. They have to overcome the fear. They have to be training themselves to be confident in the water. Okay. Not be afraid of the turtles and the stingray and the sharks. So they take them way out to the top of the pier and they make these young kids jump the hell in the water. Right. It's a part of the junior lifeguard. So then what happens is during when they are in middle school, they do this. Then once they get to high school, they're lifeguards all summer. Some of them are lifeguards. Some of them do um, paramedic. What do you call it? Emergency response. They teach them emergency response, aiding. Some of them work lifeguards like Joe Biden did at a pool somewhere, chilling all summer, stacking. Yep, they get into EMT, life-saving, all of these things. So these things compound. They have skills going in from middle school into high school, into college. <laughs> and so forth. And yes, combine that with some sort of musical thing. They're doing piano. And some people are like, oh, these, these parents are overscheduling their kids. Go be average. Because I, I'm going to go with the competitions going. Competition tells me that some of these people are already given given a head start. They're starting way ahead of you by the time you hit high school. They're way ahead of you. And it ain't even close, guys. It's a very, very mean, mean competition out here. Esteban Leon, thank you, coach. He says, real men need to stop being liked. The barbarian don't care about being liked. History is built by winners, not the most liked. Indeed. He says, this is why we're in this mess right now. A lot of people are pushing for acceptance. Who cares? I don't care if you accept me. It's cool and all. I love the supporters, but you can't be overly concerned about what people like and what people don't like about you. All right. But anyway, he says they got so much of a head start. The brokies might as well quit. And I don't want you to quit because a lot of you guys are going to be like me. I overcame with incredible odds. Like I grew up in, I grew up, you know, with the single mother, I was a single mother product where she was working and I was stationed in daycare. Um, you know, when it was time to pay the fees and the fines for uh, paying in participation, I couldn't even open my mouth to ask because I knew it wasn't going to get paid. Right. So when it was time to do coding, when it was time to do lifeguards, when it was time to do swim team, when it was time to do hockey team and baseball and football and basketball and track, when it was time to do that, I know my mom wasn't going to be able to pull that shit off. So many single mother raised boys don't even ask. So with that being said, you got to find your own way around it. And many times you got to get, I tell you guys for, for, 
for black men. You got to get out of the community. The community is no community. It doesn't exist. And black people exist, but there's no community. You have to get out of it to see it. If you don't see it, you're not going to understand it. We're not going to like our way to it, and we're not going to rise up together. I want you to eliminate those mindsets. Don't wait for all of your brothers to rise up together, and then the United States figures it out. No, they're not. They're never going to figure it out, and there's no incentive to them for figure it out. We need burger flippers. We need criminals to fill up jails. There's way more money than that in that than to give it to you for nothing or for what you perceive as some sort of repairment. There's way more money to put your ass in jail than it is to give you $40,000 check. Are we in agreement? <laughs> There's way more money in you being poor than it is to make you wealthy overnight. Are we in agreement? That's the truth. There's way more money than for you being dependent on social services than to give you money that you can go flip overnight and become a millionaire. So with that being said, there might be an incentive for you not to rise all up together. That could be the case. With that being said, it's sink or swim. You got to go outside. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm hating, but this is full facts. We need we can't we can't afford for there to not be poor people in America. We need them. You know why poor people are needed? I didn't. You know why poor people? Why are poor people needed? Why do we need poor people? Why do we need poor people? <laughs> it's the balance of life. There's always poor. We need plebes for the votes. That's a good one. Yep. We need plebes. Minimum wage. For the government, for more government, yep, you get more people voting. Labor force, labor force. Yep, that my favorite answer is this one. My favorite answer is this one. You need poor people to scare middle class people, average people to go to work. That's my favorite answer. You need poor people to scare average people to take their ass to work in the morning and sit in traffic one hour commutes and pay off their loans and consume and feel like they have achieved. Because if you don't have poor people, middle-class people will just say, well, I ain't working either, <laughs> right? They'll be like, whatever. But every day we wake up and we drive in our Toyota Camry and we see poor people on the side of the road and we go, well, I don't want to be them. At least I'm not them. <laughs> and I need them to hand me my Starbucks coffee and I need them to flip my burger and I need them so I can pick up my donuts from the drive-thru. I need you to mow my lawn, if you will. So that's why poor people are needed. You need the people to scare the piss out of the workers. Without that bottom group, the, bo the middle group will stop being productive. That's the dangers of socialism. Right. <laughs> right. That's the that's the dangers of middle. The, the average people and the poor people combining into a force. It's not going to be good because now you don't have a middle group doing work, innovating, actually doing the menial tasks, the middle management stuff. Like think of a corporation. You have the CEOs, senior vice president groups. 
And then you have the middle managers. Then you have the plebes. Then you have the people way below the plebes. All right. You need everybody. And then you need the middle managers to think, oh, if I work hard enough, I'll get the senior executive. Mm. Not really, but it's a good one. And then you'll need the middle managers to talk to the plebes. The senior vice presidents in them, they'll be like, go talk to the plebes. Tell the plebes this. And then the middle managers walk down there. All right, plebes. All right, you maggots. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the middle managers feel like they have a sense of accomplishment and they're just working away. Meanwhile, I'm at the golf course with the middle managers. I mean, the CEOs and the senior vice presidents and the executive EVPs. All right. And the CEO, we at the golf range. We got tea time at two o'clock. Let me get that shit. All right. All right. I'm just messing around, man. But look, look, shout out to Bob says CGA, the fatherly advice. Hey, to me, average is not it. I, I can't do it. I've never been able to do it. I don't advise you to do it. But if that's just where you end up, I want you to fight for that spot. Fight for fight for that spot. If you end up being average, I want you to have exhausted all possibilities. And if that's where you ended up, that's where you ended up. All right. But do not accept average by saying, well, I don't need to make an investment in this. I don't need to pay for that. That's overrated. You're not you don't get it. You don't get life. And if oh, by the way, if you think this is whack that we shouldn't have to do this as Americans, I have one last piece of advice. Get out of America. You're actually making it worse for people like me. All right. If you don't want to compete, you know, don't just say you don't want to compete. <laughs> All right. But go somewhere else because this isn't your spot. And this is not a moral game. I'm giving you all a lot. This is not about morality. Okay. If you want to make this about morality and what should people do and shouldn't people do, I'm sorry. That's not part of the conversation either. Right. Well, you should feel sorry for this and we should give money to this and that. Guys, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's never going to happen matter of fact you can't even do that financially wise it would be a dumb move for a person for an individual for an individual to say i'm gonna pay off all the poor people's problems tax wise you can't even do it it would be a dumb move tax wise to do it first of all there'd be problems even making the transaction Second all, capital gains tax. Your ass gonna, your tax, your accountant gonna think you're a moron. Why did the hell you did that? You had to report giving away massive amount of monies. And then there's no benefit. So this is why charities exist. Nonprofit organizations. Not saying they're legit, but I can funnel the money over there and get a tax shelter. And then they can decide to do with the money. All right. So it wouldn't even be a smart move to give away money. It's not even a smart move to give away money. Um, somebody help me with the taxes. There's actually a there's actually a amount of money that if you give it away, somebody explain it for us in the comment section. You can't just give away money. Legally, you can't just give it away. Like that's not even part of any plan. You legally just cannot just give money away like that. Um, and then, and then expect it to be <laughs> expected to be, I think you're going to give like, it's going to be a tax associated with it. Somebody can tell us, but it's actually better to have a, or a gift tax. Um, up to $17,000 you can gift. All right. Somebody says, if you give more than $15,000,
you get taxed by the IRS. So there you go right there. That's what I was talking about. I don't have it all. So people are saying 17, between 15 and $17,000. If you give it a, that amount away, you get taxed by the IRS. You see that? A gift tax. So it doesn't even, it's not even feasible that we could just be like, we could solve all the problems by giving money away over here. You can't even do that without it being a significant tax. Like, see, see, those things are in place for us to not make dumb decisions like that. And if I just gave money to an individual, okay, they will have to pay capital gains tax on it above what? Can somebody tell me what capital gains tax is, the amount? Like, if I even gave it to a relative, an inheritance that was not in a trust account, irrevocable trust. If I gave money to an inherit, um, uh, to a relative, they get they the relative has to pay forty percent tax. What is the amount over? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? I don't know this. So it's a forty percent tax automatically to the person receiving the gift. And you were just like, oh, here, son, here, here. And you move the money over there. They got to pay 40% tax. $10,000. $10,000 plus. There's a long-term and a short-term capital gains. See, there's a game here. You guys got to know how the game work. Doesn't matter. Capital gains is just tax 40%. Yeah, man. So these are the things that we're trying to tell you, man. Like, um, you guys got to understand. Somebody said over 12 grand. You got to understand there's a no whole abundance of information out here that you're looking for solutions and you're just hoping somebody takes money and moves it here over here and that's going to solve the problem and it's not it it's never going to happen never because just on capital gains alone just if you, you receiving the money is going to get taxed sad all right anyway man sorry to go deep into that information but it is time to proceed it is time to proceed. Shout out to ha uh, Haseem Shabazz. Mansa Musa gave away so much money, it disrupted the economy of places. There you go right there. All right. So he gave away so much money. I think I think if we gave, let's just say we gave every American $50,000. I think the most of those Americans would stop working. <laughs> they would stop working. Meaning they would take that money and sit their ass down. And that is no good. That's why I tell you, they'll never give money away. <laughs> All right. Anyway, shout out to the Coast Gang. Look, if um if I miss the super chat, I will catch up. But yes, uh, uh, nature calls. Shout out to the Coast Gang. And we out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and... Boom, money just comes right out.